0: Following is a presentation of the Outside Blitz Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit,
1: Michigan. You're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler
0: Dean, The Outside Lit. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co host, the tenacious, the titillating, Tyler Dean. Tyler, welcome. How are you?
1: Doing good. I'm kind of crushed that the season's over, but also I'm kind of relieved, too.
0: Yeah, it has been a roller coaster ride, to say the least. The. Uh my boys got eliminated from the playoffs last week. We'll jump into that shortly. Um, your boys still technically on the bubble, I guess, but I mean,, technically. What, oh yeah, technically. What a wild week though. Um, we we were talking last week how we we got a little more clarity This past week, we got a ton of clarity. Um, uh, as far as the playoff picture, There is only maybe three to four teams that are currently in a situation. Where they can likely make the playoffs, it has been an adventure this year. Week eighteen around the corner, man. The first ever
1: week eighteen.
0: What was that? The
1: first ever week eighteen.
0: Yes, the first ever. Like, like, is it like super, super, super week (laughs) eighteen? I mean, we we, that that, that, that could say
1: for super wild card that's been watered down because it's on monday
0: yeah i'm not (laughs) still not a fan of the, the whole monday game thing some people are they're like oh yeah it's prime time i'm like who cares like i want i want everything to be saturday sunday give me fucking three games of football on saturday and three fucking football games on sunday and let me just sit there and fucking revel in it that's what i want but we do have uh a wild weekend ahead of us. We record here on Saturday morning. We do have Saturday morning games this week. So we're going to jump into those predictions uh, shortly, or Saturday afternoon games, rather. So we're going to jump into those those uh, uh, predictions shortly. I mean, what a, what a week. What a week. We, we got to see backup quarterbacks all over the place. We got to see all kinds of junk. Um, we'll jump into the playoff picture and, and the different playoff scenarios. It's a very entertaining time. It it really is. Uh, we got scores for week 17 to get into, though, though, Tyler. Are you ready for week 17? Let's do it. All right. Well, here are your scores for week 17 in the NFL, starting off with the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals, I mean, squeak one out against the Chiefs with a last-minute field goal. Probably the most entertaining game of the week. Bengals beat the Chiefs, they clinched the AFC North and uh Tyler that's gotta be a heartbreaker for you. But while wow, Bengals go worst to first here. Pretty freaking cool to see that. They happen. do
1: they do they do go first worst to first. Um, it's something not something that happens incredibly often and especially in what's still been the tough it, it we've gotten away from being the um best division of football where we were in the middle of the season, but yeah. it, it still kinda retained the toughest division in football.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think the the Bengals looked absolutely, I mean, they were down early. They came back to win. I mean, very ballsy, ballsy plays by, by Joe Burrow. He was, I mean, I think we can officially say this Burrow Chase marriage and this Burrow T. Higgins marriage. I mean, it, it is a match made in heaven here. The, the Bengals are just rocking and rolling their ways in the playoffs. Burrow will be sitting this weekend, so we're not going to see a whole lot of him. But man, oh man. Are the, can the Bengals be looked at as potential Super Bowl contenders right now?
1: They've been one of the hottest teams in the in the league the last few weeks. Uh, I'm I'm surprised Burrow's sitting, given that they still have some, some things on the line here. But I know it's gonna be it, it'd be hard for them to accomplish that because they need they need a lot of help.
0: Yeah, I agree. They, I, I'm I'm surprised that they're sitting him, but at the same time, you know, like it, it does need a lot of work to get to where they want to go. But I think it's really cool to see the Bengals clinch this division to make their way into the playoffs. I mean, and and Joe Burrow. I mean, you can tell he's a special player. Right now, I don't feel so bad about the fact that the Vikings lost to them in Week One at this point because nobody saw this coming. Nobody no. saw them being as good as they were. And man, oh man, they are just tremendous. And uh, I just want to point out Joe Mixon. Um, he had a great game too. I mean, so I. You, you really got to love what the Bengals have done, uh, particularly Joe Burrow. I mean, what a what an awesome quarterback! Aren't you sad that you dropped him in fantasy this this year? Compl- yeah,
1: I mean, yes and no. I mean, the, the quarterbacks I had still worked out well. I, I, my best strategy works works for for the most part, and outside of Matt Ryan, the first few seasons, it did. Right. But it was a situation where Joe Burrow was, I dropped him during like the, the lull, and I, I had to have a quarterback where I wouldn't even get to where I was. Yeah. And then on but, the other hand, But you got the with, well, with, with Bengals, though, one more other thing is I feel like Jamar Chase, uh, he, his ears are ringing, he, he and heard, he heard you talking smack, and he's like, nah, I'm just going to get it done this week.
0: Yeah, he goes out and he breaks the receiving yardage record. What a way to do it, though. 266 yards, like. With three oh. touchdowns. Yeah, I'm just, wow, wow (laughs) I mean, if there was ever a way to break it And you know what, like, we we were sitting there going, you know Even if he does break it in 17, you know You should have a little asterisk next to that Because it wasn't 17 games Eh -eh. He goes out and breaks it in 16 So no asterisk needed, he gets it done Uh,
1: Speaking of the asterisks, your boy had had a lot to say on records Chris Carter
0: Yeah, Chris Carter, yep, he did
1: uh, he he said that um, while he sees how a lot of people are going to say that breaking a record in, in 18 games is going to have an asterisk, at, at least for the first time the record's broken. like Once it's, once it's beaten again, then, then it doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, he did say, and this is, this is in retrospect to T.J. Watt, who's a, a full sack off the record, but where he's going into Week 18. Yes. He said if he breaks it by half a sack, people are going to still say a straight-hand season was better. Yeah. He goes, however... If in the last week of the season, you come out and find a way to go from being behind it to shattering it, yeah. then you can lose the asterisk because you can look at it from my per-game stat line.
0: I agree with that.
1: Because so if, if TJ Watt does what he does last week and puts up, say, five sacks,
0: it doesn't matter he did an 18. I agree. I agree. And he's on the cusp of, of breaking that sack record now. I mean, and it's gonna be a, a wild time when that happens. And team. the
1: same thing can be said with Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup was out and have, has a Jamar Chase day this week,
0: it doesn't matter having an 18. Yeah, it doesn't. I agree. And then also on the other end, the Chiefs. We we've got the the Chiefs. I, I mean, they're they're still the technically speaking the number one. They're a little tied for the number one seed. They they they're going to need some help from the Titans. They need the Titans to lose this week because the Titans technically hold the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. Um, but the Titans might lock down the number one seed if they if they top the Chiefs. Um, I mean, w- do you think the Chiefs could still wind up being that number one seed this week?
1: I mean, they they could, but I, I, like you said, they're going to need a lot of help. And I, I don't. Yeah, Derek Henry coming back this week—it's going to be a tough bill bill of goods to get, especially when they're facing the Texans.
0: Yeah, I, I really do. I, I agree. Now, that the, bear in mind, the Titans did lose to the Texans earlier this year, but I don't see that happening out of the repeat of performance. I, I don't see that happening. No. Uh, next up, you got the Bears beating the Giants in a meaningless game, 29-3. to 3. Uh, The Giants, I mean, they just look like hell all the time. They just look like hell. Um, and you know what? Mike Glennon, I mean, just a miserable game, probably. The, and, and we'll talk about Mike Glennon shortly but um yeah Andy Dalton started this game the the Chiefs kind of you know rolling the dice on on which quarterback they want to start week over week the Bears advance to six and ten the the Giants they fall um, to an abysmal four and 12 uh, next up you got the Eagles and the Washington football team Eagles secure their playoff spot in this game they beat Washington 20 to 16. Jalen hurts get the gets the Eagles back into the playoffs uh, Washington, obviously, they were eliminated a, a, about two weeks. Well, not last week, but the week before. Um, you know, I, I I see the Eagles getting to the playoffs, and and it's cool. I I'm I think Jalen Hurts is starting to really really morph into a, a a franchise QB for them. He's been red hot at actually right here at the end of the season. I think they won five in a row at this point.
1: They uh, lost last week, but who the Eagles or the week before. Yeah, it was well, the big. I
0: was gonna say last they've they've won like seven of the last eight or something crazy. Uh, it's it's been they've been red hot lately, um, but Eagles they they clinched their playoff spot. They beat the Washington football team twenty to sixteen. They've got a showdown with the Cowboys. It could be a playoff preview. I mean, are I don't think the Eagles are contenders. Do you? I don't know. Even though they've been hot, I don't think they I'm, are. I'm not saying they're
1: gonna be Super Bowl contenders, but. Eagles are on my watch list of teams that could upset someone wild card weekend here.
0: I agree with that. I think that's about as far as it goes though. I don't think they're on the list of, of teams that I think are gonna make the play, make the Super Bowl here. I no, I No. Yeah. But they're, don't be surprised
1: if, if if they uh if they Seattle someone this week. Right. They're or not they're, this
0: week, but next week. Their ceiling is is the divisional round I think this year. That's, I agree. That's kind of where where I think the Eagles go. Uh, next up, you got the Rams and the Ravens. The Rams advance to twelve and four. This was actually a really close game that we didn't expect to be that close. Rams twenty to nineteen last week. I went Rams, 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 Rams when we were picking our our predictions. And man, oh man, uh, your boys gave a run for their money, didn't they?
1: Defense showed up uh, out of nowhere, and despite only having thirteen healthy defensive players. Ravens defense comes and does Ravens defense things. Well, I should say, Chuck Clark comes out doing doing Ravens defense things.
0: Right. I remember uh, I, when we talked about Chuck Clark. I, I said I like Chuck Clark a lot. And, you know, oh, he's a backup. He's a backup man. Chuck Clark is making you just eat them words at this point, is not he? Oh no, he 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 hundred percent is. And and it was never that I, I thought he was bad per se. Just
1: at, at the time he was co- he was coming in to replace say. Uh, a, at the time, red hot Tony Jefferson, right. So it, the right. There was some bad writing on the wall at the time, but but Chuck Clark is coming in at this point and playing honestly better than Tony Jefferson ever did as a Raven,
0: right. Uh, I I like what Chuck Clark did last week. He he tore it up. And Matt Stafford on the other end seems to be kind of. I mean, this is a, a lull that you don't want to see just before playoff time. We're talking five interceptions in two weeks. This is this is not the Matt Stafford you want to see on the field playing like this moving into playoff time, is it?
1: No, not at all. This um and they're still they're playing good enough outside of this past week, but they're they're not playing going to win in the playoff football right now.
0: Yeah, and and Stafford one one thing I want to point out about Matt Stafford, uh, you know, there were a couple decisions that really had me questioning what the hell he's doing, um, the, the big one was, the, it was on a Chuck Clark interception. Uh, it, he had a wide open receiver coming across the middle of the field, and he opted to bomb it out to Odell Beckham in triple coverage. Um, it just, it you know, look, I understand you're, you're looking to get in the end zone. I get it. But at the same time, Matt Stafford, you know, he needs to be making better decisions, particularly when the playoffs are, are on the line. He has, they hadn't clinched yet. He needs to be making those better decisions when, when uh, you know, especially in the playoffs. He needs to really be be using his brain and thinking. Eh, I shouldn't take that throw. That's the Matt Stafford that that we've all kind of known to, to loathe over the course of these last several years. He throws these these poorly decision uh, these poorly decided passes, these these ill advised passes that he shouldn't be throwing, um, and. And we're, we're uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just really not sold on Matt Stafford right now. And I know my prediction was Rams, Titans. You know what? It, it, I don't know that the Rams are going to even make the bowl. <laughs> you know? I mean, at this point, with the way Matt Stafford's been playing, do you think that they, they can still have an opportunity to get there?
1: I think they still could. To me, they're still one of the, the better teams at NFC. I'm, my, I, I think, for me, Cowboys are gaining steam. Yeah, they really are. And but at any point, uh, Cardinals can turn it back on him too. I, th- I think NFC's got a couple of good contenders, but Rams got to tr- get it back going if they're going to get anything going. And and you know, me and me and my brother were talking about this one. And and Aaron, obviously he's a, he's a Rams fan. Yep. And uh, in his take is, he goes while he goes while Oh Beckham's been significantly better as a Ram than a Brown. The Browns have gotten worse since he got there. Yep. Because it may not be obvious to the to the naked eye to the public, but he senses some Beckham taking control of offensive decisions going on.
0: Right, I and mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, I want to see uh, what what they do. The the opportunity to pick up steam though for the Rams will be this this Sunday. You know, I mean they they have the opportunity to kind of right the ship. And we'll see if they do. Uh, next up, the Bucks beat the Jets 28-24 in a thriller. I never thought I'd say that involving the New York Jets. Uh, Bucks advanced to 12 and four. Jets remain at four and 12. Bucks at atop the NFC still. Uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere. We had the the Jets were dominating the Buccaneers at one point in this game. The Bucks big come from behind victory. This is Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things particularly, it looked like playoff Tom Brady. Uh, The Bucs, you know, Tom Brady always has those come-from-behind victories. This is what we're accustomed to seeing. Maybe it's kind of a dress rehearsal for what they're going to see in the playoffs. Who knows? But, man, the Jets, another team that, I mean, really was given a a team a run for their money that they had no business giving it to. Am I right?
1: For for sure. And this Jets team come out... Come out fight like they—they like they don't know the draft's coming up, and uh and here, here we are again, where the another week where the Bucks are playing this weird, wishy-washy, good-bad football, and I don't know that they—they they get past the the wild card weekend at this point,
0: right? And and we'll talk about what occurred uh with the the Antonio Brown saga in a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna wind I've up never heard of it in our news, but that was probably the biggest fiasco that went on in this game. The whole Antonio Brown. Uh, he, he strips off his clothes, leaves the field. We're gonna jump into the whole Antonio Brown saga because it is a mess. Uh, but we'll be do- jumping into that shortly here. Uh, next up you got the Raiders and the Colts. Colts go ahead and drop one of the Raiders. This is a heartbreaker for the Colts. They lose one, they lose 23 to 20. Um, the Raiders, you know, good on them. They, they, they come out firing for for old John Madden and get the win. Derek Carr looked ecstatic. The Raiders now have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Colts are in a win and in situation. They take on the Jags this week. Both these teams could be bottom-tier bottom, bottom uh, tier playoff teams. We're talking six and seven seeds. Um, do either of these teams have an opportunity to make their way into the Super Bowl? Personally, I think the Colts do. Well, How about you? The Colts
1: have, have, have a shot. AFC is a little crippled right now. There's only a couple of teams that can go deep. So really depending on how the matchups go, I, I think Colts can beat anybody.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think the Raiders can. I think the Raiders are squeaking their way in. But it would be interesting to see the Raiders actually get into the playoffs. Um, they haven't been into a playoff position in a while. So this is an opportunity for them to get into the playoffs. And they could be doing it with a healthy Derek Carr so long as, as he stays healthy this week. Um, and, they, and so long as they pick up the W against the Chargers. But that's going to be another, again, a win and in situation. Um, next up, you got the Patriots dominating the Jags 50-10. to 10. Just a, an, an ass-beating of a performance here. Uh, the Jags, I think they, they know and understand that the draft is around the corner. And I think they know and understand they want that number one overall draft pick. I mean, I know we like to think that teams aren't going to tank for this player or tank for this, their player. I, I think the Jaguars are currently doing that, don't you?
1: I uh, I think they definitely are. They're, they're, they're the smartest team at the bottom of the radar because Jets and Lions still keep trying to win games.
0: Yeah, and the Patriots just out there dominating. This is a great performance moving into the playoffs. Do the Patriots have an opportunity to be a Super Bowl contender?
1: Not anymore.
0: No? I
1: think they're starting to... Well, it's hard to say that when Mac Jones just played his be- his best game. I I... I I'm, I'm seeing these cracks in, in, in the system over the last few weeks. Outside of last week, that I don't think they're going to go all the way.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing these little these little uh, cracks in the armor here, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I believe that that the Patriots. While I like the Patriots, and I do think over the next several years they're going to be, um, you know, one of the the premier teams to beat again. Yeah, uh, after that down year with Cam Newton, it's kind of looking like the Patriots aren't going to make the Super Bowl this year. But at least they're kind of getting back into the the way that Patriot way, as they call it. Um, and and but they do clinch a playoff spot with this victory here. So the play the Patriots are officially in the playoffs. Um, next up, you got the Bills and the Falcons. Bills go ahead and clinch the division. They are going to wind up uh, getting well. They clinched a playoff spot. And uh, they beat the Falcons 29-15. to 15. Falcons obviously drop to 7-9. and nine. Bills jump up to 10-6. and six. Patriots and Bills right now are both tied, but Bills hold the tiebreaker. So the Bills would wind up being the uh, official divisional champion there. Falcons, I mean, are they moving on from Matt Ryan after this year?
1: I think it's inevitable.
0: I really do, too. And he, he's said to be the highest-paid quarterback in football. I don't think they're going to extend him. I think they're going to kick him out the door. And some other team might wind up extending him for maybe a year or two, but yeah, I don't think the Falcons are going to wind up having uh, old Maddie Ice on their roster after the season. As for the Bills, I mean, they're technically tied with the Patriots, ten and six. Bills hold the tiebreaker. If they win this week, they win the division, and uh, they wind up with a much higher seed. Uh, the Patriots are, um, you know, basically if the if the Patriots win and the Bills lose, they win the division. Do you think? Who do you think takes that division this week? Bills. Bills. I, I'm with you there. I they're going to get the job done. Yeah, I, I think they finished the job. Bills have been weirdly hot lately. Patriots, you know, you, you know, yeah, you say Mac Jones had his best game, but it was against the Jags. Let's bear that in mind. I really believe that, and and Josh Allen did not play well in this game against the Falcons, by the way. I mean, he had a miserable game Um, in spite of the win. Actually, weirdly enough, the guy who came alive was Devin Singletary, which, I mean, where the hell did that come from? But the Bills get it done, twenty-nine to fifteen. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting one moving into uh, Week 18 here. Uh, next up, you got the Titans and the Dolphins. Titans thirty-four to three uh, dominate the Dolphins. This was just kind of, you know, the the final back-breaking moment for the Dolphins, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I, I do. They, they looked hot for so long, and then right at the end, the beginning of the season was just was just too rocky.
0: Yeah, the the Titans, this was like the game we were waiting for. We were waiting for the Titans to kind of come alive a little bit and just dominate the shit out of somebody, and that's what they did against the Dolphins. The Titans, right now, they're technically the number one seed. If they win this week, they get the the number one seed and they get the home field advantage. Um, Do you think it comes true that the Titans wind up in the playoffs, particularly with Derrick Henry coming back here?
1: I do, I do. I this week's gonna be the week they get it done. They're they're, they're gonna show a dominant performance and they're gonna be scary going to playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think that this could be the Super Bowl team that that you know I, I predicted over the course of the season. You did you predict the Titans? I think you did. I did not. Um, okay. I had them going to the championship, I believe, but I still don't think Titans are going to the Super Bowl though. Now, I I don't know. Derrick Henry rolling back onto the field. It's I gonna, think Chiefs are too hot. It's gonna be an exciting one. Next up, you got the Niners and the Texans. The Niners go ahead and beat the Texans 23-7. Niners are still in the playoffs, but they're holding on for dear life. They have a tough matchup this week against the Rams. They needed to get this win. And nipping at their heels is the New Orleans Saints. If the Saints win and the Niners lose this week, the Saints make the playoffs and they knock the Niners out. and And the Saints do not have a tough matchup this week. The Niners do have a tough matchup this week. Obviously, they've taken on the Rams. Do the Niners have an opportunity here, or, or is it going to be Saints? What do you think, Niners or Saints?
1: Uh, man, this one's going to be interesting. The Niners have everything in their lap right now. All they got to do is just get the job done. They got to beat the Rams. But the problem is, they got to beat the Rams, who's still got things to fight for, like the division. Right. I. This-
0: <laughs> it, I it think just, the Saints are going to sneak in. I think it's Saints. I think the Saints are going to knock the Niners out. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about, but the Niners have a huge one this week, but they do get it done against the Texans. Davis Mills kind of kind of falls apart, but that Niners defense is real tough. I think he, Mills is developing nicely, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's kind of turned it on these last few weeks. I want to see what this kid can do with a full off season and and a full off season of, of, you know, reps with the first team, and we'll see what Davis Mills turns into. Maybe I was right about that kid all along, but we're gonna find out.
1: Yeah, I want to see a whole season. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, he's we'll still see- been very,
1: um, freaking hot or cold.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see what Davis Mills can do uh, when when you know he gets some time. Uh, next up, we get the Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers dominate the Broncos. They were not gonna have a repeat performance from earlier this year. Chargers win thirty four to thirteen. They get it done. Um, Chargers wind up nine and seven and find themselves in a win and in position. The Broncos they fall to seven and nine. Their playoff hopes get dashed. And Vic Fangio is on the is on the chopping block. Uh, so are the Chargers the the real deal here? Are they about to make their way into the playoffs? I think they are.
1: I think they are too. I think they're they're, they're, they're better than the Raiders team, and they're winning in. I think it's going to happen.
0: I agree. I think. But it has
1: me surprised is Vic Fangio because I feel got, like the. I feel like he's done well this. I feel like he's exceeded all expectations this year. and he, and he lost the starting quarterback, and yeah, he, he's looking at chopping block. I, I don't agree with that.
0: Well, Big Fangio, um, I think they expect they got him everything that they that he wanted. You know, they they got him the defensive stuff. They got him the 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 running backs. They got him the quarterback. I I know that the, the Broncos want success,
1: and they were playoff bound until Bridgewater went down. So to me, it's not on Fangio.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that I know, I know you're
1: not big on Bridgewater, but they were winning.
0: They, they were winning. Um, I think a lot. Like I said before, I think a lot of it was bet, predicated on on that two headed, you know, running back situation. But they've For got sure. over
1: there. But um, but uh, but the, uh, there's a dramatic change in the, that that running back able to do that was Drew Locke came in the game.
0: And I don't even know about that because I mean it was it's been two games. You know, it, it's it's been two games. I I don't know. I don't even know about that. I I think the Broncos they they should be better than what they were. They should be. I I think a lot of this could fall on Vic Fangio, and and I think it is going to fall on Vic Fangio. If if not, he's going to be on the hot seat moving into next season. I, I think that's kind of where it's headed. But um, Broncos, they they drop to seven and nine. Chargers jump up to nine and seven. Chargers winning in against the Raiders this week, so that's what we're going to see there. Um, next up, you got the Panthers and the Saints. Saints go ahead and beat the Panthers 18-10. They keep their playoff hopes alive. If they win this upcoming week and the Niners lose, the Saints get in. This is going to be a fun scenario. It's going to be a fun situation. Meanwhile, in Pantherland, I mean, are they about to draft a new quarterback or what?
1: They... Definitely are, or they're going to be trading for one because there's going to be a few quarterbacks potentially that are going to be out there. You got Aaron Rodgers potentially, you got Matt Ryan potentially, you have Kirk Cousins potentially.
0: Yeah, I mean there's, there's options. options, and we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit because uh, it, it seems things have changed in Green Bay a little bit. So we're going to wind up talking. No, we haven't. Um, so next up, you got the Seahawks and the Lions. The Seahawks go ahead and dominate the Lions, 51 to 29. You know, okay, Seahawks winning a meaningless game. Seems silly. Um, I I just, you know, but it is the Lions. I mean, it is what it is here, right? It was just, it was a fun game to watch for a game that was technically speaking a toilet bowl. I I never thought I'd be saying that about the Pete Carroll led Seahawks. Is Pete Carroll on the chopping block at this point? No. Because rumors have been swirling.
1: It's been one bad season they, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, first time he missed the playoffs. So he's he's got at least two seasons, so he's gone. Yeah, unless they, he wants unless he wants to be.
0: The rumors have been swirling about him and Russell Wilson, and we'll jump into those shortly here. But you know that they, they're doing that. And The Lions, I mean, obviously the Lions are the Lions. They're going to wind up picking probably number two overall, right?
1: It's looking that way, unless they do more stupid shit.
0: <laughs> and last, and then next up, you got the uh, Cardinals and the Cowboys. Cardinals beat the Cowboys twenty-five to twenty-two. Uh, this one was an interesting game. Cowboys couldn't get anything going. Cowboys blaming the referees, saying that they couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, okay, uh, th- this could be a, a playoff preview. Do you think uh, that we're going to be hearing "We Dem Boys" for the next year? Here is that is that what we're waiting on?
1: It's not a question. All right, Dallas is in my top is in my top three of. Uh NFC uh, top four of NFC hopefuls. NFC hopefuls right now.
0: Wow, I think that's ballsy. I I, I really hope we don't we don't hear to be them boys. I, I really don't. And then and then you got the Cardinals. That, I mean, they're starting to figure it out again. You know, after having a lull, um, are they getting hot at the right time?
1: I think they might be. Christian Kirk is slowly entering the uh, the role of Hopkins in, in the in the best way he can.
0: Right. And, and I think I think he is like a poor man's Hopkins at this point for them they're starting to figure it out and, and you gotta like what the Cardinals have, have been able to accomplish over the course of the last uh, two weeks here i yeah, uh,
1: in R- R- Rondell Moore who didn't have a single target in this game right which is which
0: is troubling very troubling uh, next up you got the Packers dominating the Vikings 37-10 to Sean Mannion got the start in this game which made me just want to roll my eyes um Mike Zimmer gets dominated. I think with this this game was the final nail in the coffin, don't you? It could be. It's it's weird.
1: It's a weird because some people say that Kirk Cousins not playing saves his job because he he's got an excuse. But it, I, I'm kind of with you on this one. But what, what got me was the comments made ab- about Mond and like he like uh, the reasons why I didn't throw him in. He basically said, "Yeah, I already know what I see. I don't I don't need to see it." Like that's a weird comment to make.
0: Well, here's my thing on that. Uh, and I believe that Mike Zimmer just hates young players. Um, and and it, it's, it shows his track record shows it. Uh, he, he hated Cam Dantzler. He hasn't started. You've had this guard in Wyatt Davis, who is the he was a, a consensus All-American and he won the award for the best offensive lineman in all of college football. Uh, in 2020, and I understand it was a shortened season, but it it still, it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy is one of the best linemen in all of college football. You drafted him in the third round to be your starting guard, and then you refused to start him. You basically redshirted him all year, and it makes you want, and then on top of that, you know, he didn't start Justin Jefferson for his first two games. Um, You know, he just, he hates young players. He really, really does, and then now this Kellen Mond situation, and, and instead of, giving Wyatt Davis a shot. You're over here starting Dakota Dozier and it starts making people ask like, Oh, well what's wrong with, with these players that he's not starting them. It's nothing wrong with the players. It's just the old mentality of Mike Zimmer. um, Not wanting to, to give his young players a shot. I mean, Mike Zimmer, he is one of the biggest problems on this football team. If not the biggest problem on this football team, the man needs to go. And, and, you know, you you should have at least started Kellen Mond here, just to see what the kid had. I mean, you don't know what the kid's got, but it, and we're gonna jump into to some some Vikings talk here pretty shortly here. But I I just I look at the the situation in this game. It was an absolute nightmare, an absolute shit show. Um, it was just bad. It was bad, and and this should be a condemnation on Mike Zimmer, but it also. Really, it should be a condemnation on Kirk Cousins because, you know, and and you and I have talked about this before, you know, like as far as vaccines go and all this stuff, you know, and and, uh, whatever your stance is on vaccines, I really don't fucking care. But what I am going to say is you're getting paid millions of dollars. And and one of the big things about you getting paid those millions of dollars is to keep your fucking ass on the field. And I understand that that. Kirk Cousins, he tested positive, and he still wouldn't have been on the field even if he was vaccinated, and that's all well and good, but, you know, we were waiting for this moment. Vikings fans were waiting for this moment to say, oh, there's the unvaccinated Kirk Cousins not coming onto the field, and really, I'll be honest with you, I can't wait for Kirk Cousins to be gone, and we'll be talking about that shortly, too, um, but, and I hope he is gone, I really do, but, uh, yeah, this this game was an absolute nightmare. A nightmare of a game. Uh, seeing Sean Mannion out there, it showed me that Mike Zimmer doesn't know what the fuck he's doing at a backup quarterback situation, and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing as far as putting, you know, just give the kid a start. See what he can do. You don't know what, what Kellen Mond can do. Oh, I see him every day. No, nope, who fucking cares? He, he, see what the kid can do in the game. What do you have to lose? Because you're putting in a 500k quarterback Named Sean Mannion, who has thrown about the same amount of passes as Kellen Mond in this league. It just makes no sense. Zimmer and, might
1: hate Mond worse than uh, Elway hates uh, Locke.
0: Right. And and a lot of it, I think, like I said, is that old school mentality for Mike Zimmer, and and it's, you know, the, the man's a dinosaur and he needs to go. And then on the other end, you get the Packers who who, I mean, we expected this to be a dominating performance, and we we found out, you know, about Kirk's. COVID status on, on Saturday and he didn't play Sunday and it was just a beating and Aaron Rodgers comes out and does what Aaron Rodgers does and just beats the brakes off the Vikings and good on him. Packers 13 and three, uh, they're in the number one seed, not the, not the Bucs. I said the Bucs were earlier. Packers are in the number one seed. Bucks are in the two seed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I mean, Packers are going to want, I mean, I think they're the favorites right now, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I think they're the big-time favorites in the NFC. I I mean, I don't know what what it is they're doing because really Aaron Rodgers isn't doing anything spectacular. Um, But the the Packers are still getting it done, so they they go out and dominate the Vikings. And then last but not least on Monday Night Football, Steelers and Browns in a meaningless football game. Uh, Steelers, technically speaking, do have their playoff hopes alive, I guess you could say. But it's very, very slim. We're talking like a one percent chance. Um, Steelers win twenty six fourteen. Are the Browns the biggest disappointment in football?
1: I think they. I think they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I,
1: it's I, what they were such favorites going into the season. And here we are, and they're they got fourth, staring them in the face.
0: Yeah, I, I would say they're the biggest disappointment in football. I think Kevin Stefanski is finding himself in a little bit of trouble. And I'm thinking Baker Mayfield maybe maybe getting kicked out, and, and we'll talk about that shortly. But, you know, the Browns are just disappointing. I, I just, I, I expected better. I expected a team that was competing for first place in the division, and uh, it has not been good. It has not been good at all. So um, the Browns go and, and they drop one of the Steelers, and the Steelers, I mean, I, I think their playoff hopes are over. Do you think this is Big Ben's last hurrah this week?
1: 1,000%. Just the way he was active at the end of the game, his last home game last, last week, it, it for sure is.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. And those are your scores for uh, week 17 in the NFL. Now, Tyler, looking at the playoff picture, I mean, what a fun time. <laughs> uh, the playoff picture right now. Uh, let's we'll we'll start with the AFC side. Um, obviously, the Titans are winding up with that number one seed currently. Uh, if they lose this week, you're you're and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs can wind up with the number one seed. Like we said before, I don't see the Titans losing. Titans uh, have the have the Texans this week. They're at eleven and five. I think it's as Titans getting the number one number one seed. Uh,
1: I I think so too.
0: Yeah, I think that's where we're headed. Um, The number two seed, the Chiefs, uh, they got the Broncos this upcoming week. Uh, You know, the Broncos could be playing a little bit of spoiler, but at the end of the day, and really if the Chiefs lose and the Bengals win, which it kind of looks like the Bengals could win against the Browns this week, the Bengals could move up to the number two seed. But currently the Chiefs hold the number two. You could see a swap there. Um, next up, you got the, the Bengals at number three. They obviously have the Browns this week. They still have an opportunity to make the number two seed, but they're not going to be in the number one, but Hey, you know what They, they do have actually their chances are there depending on, on what happens this week with the chiefs and the Titans. But I doubt both those teams lose next up. You got the bills at number four bills have clinched the playoff spot. They have not clinched their division yet. So they have to beat the jets this week which I think will most definitely happen and the Bills will clinch the the division don't you
1: Yeah against the Jets I think that's definitely going to be Bills division to lose here and I think I don't think it's going to happen Right and it's, trail- we, you know this is weird so something my dad mentioned it would it, be fun but I I know scheduling gets interesting My my, my dad's always said that uh the last game of the season should always be a division game which I supp- I agree Yep he, should, he he also says when they're doing the scheduling that game should also be who they expect the number 1 and number 2 to be.
0: And I agree. I agree like this I've, week
1: you, you could have really be, you could really be having um Ravens and Steelers make sense. But uh you could have Bills versus Patriots this year cuz that's what well, those that's who you'd who'd expect the number 1 number 2 to be. You right. could have had
0: Colts versus Titans this week. I agree. And, and then number five, speaking of Bills and Patriots, you got the Patriots at the 5C right now, um, and they have clinched the playoff spot. So those are all the teams that have clinched the pl- playoffs. You're looking at Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and Patriots are all in the playoffs already. They have clinched their positions. Now, in the hunt right now for the five and six, or for the, the six and seven, rather, positions, you've got Colts, you've got Chargers. And then, so they're they're considered in the hunt, and what that means is they're the, the basically looking at the six and seven seed for the Colts. It's winning in you beat the Jags and you're in the playoffs. That's all it is. Last year, Colts made the playoffs. They got eliminated in the first round. This year, Colts could make the playoffs. They just got to beat the Jags. That's basically where we're at as far as the Colts go. Um, and then on the seven seed, you got the Chargers. Chargers are nine and seven. I mean. They have to beat the Raiders. Now, this is going to be a tough game. The Raiders are considered the eight seed. So, between those two teams, and and that's going to be the game of the week right here because I, I really believe that that's going to be exciting and it's going to be the last game of the season if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Yes, Sunday night. Yep. So so Chargers and Raiders win and in very exciting time for them. Um and and I'm I you know I I'm rooting for the Chargers because I do like the Chargers a lot and I do like Justin Herbert a lot. I would love to see the Chargers get into the playoffs here. This would be that would be exciting and and that would that would you know get your, your uh, playoffs completely situated. But one thing I want to do want to point but out
1: what cuz what gets fun it's not going to happen but I kind of hope it does in the sense of keeping things fun mm-hmm. is if the Colts drop the game to Jacksonville. Yep. All hell breaks
0: loose. Yes, if they drop the game to the Jag- to the Jags and if the Chargers and, and, and believe it or not, so if at that point, if the only way that, that it could be the Chargers and Raiders, if they tie, they have to tie and both those teams get in. But if the Ravens beat the Steelers, if the Jags somehow, somehow beat the Colts, and then whoever wins from that Raiders-Chargers game, you. This could be interesting. The Ravens beat the Steelers. The Steelers are out. Then the Ravens playoffs hopes are still alive. If the Jags beat the Colts, the Ravens playoff hopes get stronger because whoever wins that game between the Raiders and the Chargers gets into the playoffs and the Ravens would still get into the playoffs and vice versa. If the Steelers were to somehow beat the Ravens, but
1: that only applies to the Chargers losing. Yeah. Um, for some reason, because Ra- Raiders have the tiebreaker over the Steelers and the Ravens. Yes. So if Jacksonville wins, but then the Chargers still win, the Raiders get in on a technicality. Right. But then also, weirdly enough, even though the Dolphins are eliminated, the Dolphins still have to lose for Ravens or Steelers to get in. And the reason for that is because of a big, massive-ass tiebreaking scenario. It's so that the Dolphins are eliminated, but them winning spoils it for Ravens and Steers because of a five team tiebreaker. Right. That Dolphins can't win, but Dolphins being in the tiebreaker
0: screws over the Steers and the Ravens. How that works, I have no clue. Yep. it's It's wild. The AFC, the bottom of the AFC is crazy right now. I would love to see, you know, um, the, the Colts, obviously, I, I'm a big fan of the Colts. I would like to see them get in. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fan of the, the Chargers. I would like to see them get in. But, you know, I, I would love it to just be clean, you know? <laughs> just clean it up. It's and like- I
1: think it will be. But to discuss the unclean scenario, I don't think it's going to happen. So if Jacksonville wins, th- the idea of this tie. Yeah. Uh, you it's know- not going to happen, but... I do believe that if you got late in the fourth quarter and they're tied, there I I do believe that there's probably some sort of undisclosed understanding that okay, we've we've played sixty minutes, we're gonna take the tie. I think and, they'll I think they'll play hard for fifty eight minutes, and if, and if it becomes clear we're looking at a tie, neither team's going to uh, do anything crazy to risk their own hopes.
0: And and that's if the the Colts lose to the Jags though. That's the only. Yeah. Both that still teams. has to happen which you're 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 talking
1: a lot that that's yeah. cuz not only the Colts have to lose to one of the worst teams in football the jags have to have to have to go play hard and give up the number 1 overall draft pick
0: and potentially drop to like 3 exactly so I, I don't i don't think the jags are going to beat the colts i think the colts are going to come out and just kick the shit out of them and and wind up in the playoffs i and, think
1: Colt, i think colts bench at halftime
0: yeah and then and then we're talking to the, the the battle for the 7 seed between the Chargers and the Raiders, and that could be anybody's game. There at that yes. point, I, I, really, I mean that both those teams have a tendency to to play each other hard. Raiders have a tendency to just win these really really weird, you know, divisional games. The the AFC West is one of those divisions right now where those teams just play each other. It's very much like the AFC North where where they play each other extremely hard every time they run into each other. And and that's like the NFC West as well. I I really believe that that these two teams it, that's going to be a war. I I really do believe that's going to be a war, and it's going to be your probably your game of the week this upcoming week between and, the two. And they put it at Sunday night for a reason. Yep. And then on the NFC side, you got the Packers. They're holding the one seed. They take on the Lions this week. I, I think the Packers are basically going to shore up the one seed, uh, beating the Lions. Um, Aaron Rodgers has not been ruled out. He wants to play. Uh, we'll we'll see how that works, but yeah, they're they're currently first in the NFC. If they win against the Lions, they take the one seed. I mean, are you feeling that? I mean, I, that, I think the Packers wind up with the one seed unless they somehow start Jordan Love. I mean, then the Lions could wind up beating the Packers. I
1: I don't even think that would be enough to beat the Packers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think the, I don't think the Packers are going to do anything to jeopardize that first round bye.
0: Yeah, I don't think they will either. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to get the rest, especially for that broken toe. Um, I think that would be good for him to get that rest for the, you know, for that two weeks, get that full two weeks off. That'd be good for him. So I think that's kind of what he's looking at. I think he would rather just gut it out, face the Lions, go in and get a two week per- rest period to get to rest that broken toe that he has been dealing with all season long. Um, so the Packers take on the Lions this week. I think they shore up the one seed. This one is the exciting one, though. Rams and Niners. If the Rams win this game and the Saints win their game, the Saints wind up in the playoffs. The Niners get knocked out. Now, the Niners did beat the Rams earlier this year in very decisive fashion. We were both sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? I think I think the Rams beat the Niners here. I think they wind up shoring up the two seed, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think. Is as, as good as the Niners have played. I, I think the
0: Rams going to get it done right at the end of the season. I'm with you there. Um, next up, you got number three seed the Bucks. the The Bucks, you know, they take on the Panthers this week. Um, they they do have a chance to jump to number two if somehow the Rams do drop that game to the Niners and the Bucks beat the Panthers. So that could be an interesting situation. We do know the Rams hold the tiebreaker with the Bucks. They beat them earlier this year in Week One. I, you know, I I would love to see. Um, you know the Rams take that two seed there, and and have the Bucks in the three seed, but that is that could be a thing here. I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, against it. You know, uh, with the Bucks going up to the two seed, but at the same time, I, I think it would it, it makes for a better game to be honest with you. If I'm looking at the playoff bracket here, because it winds up with Bucks taking on the Cardinals, as opposed to you know. Taking on, say, the Eagles, so well, and and it would well actually, it wouldn't be the Cardinals. It would wind up being either the Niners or Saints, which I think would be a better game anyway than them taking on the Eagles, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I I mean, Saints seem to be the kryptonite here, so if we can just get rid of Tom Brady, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, I I would be excited for that. Uh, the four seed is the Cowboys. They uh, they another you know big change up in the a, a- or the NFC East. You know they. They just can't find a consistent division winner. Cowboys taking on the Eagles this week. The Eagles have clinched their playoff spot, so they really don't give a shit. They're they're in already. Um, I, man, this this one gets a little weird here because the Eagles are nine and seven. They've clinched a playoff spot, but they're in the seventh seed. Do you think they have an opportunity to beat the Cowboys?
1: I they do, but I would be surprised they even play anybody. Yeah, they I don't mean, need if, to win. If they win, they wind up in the sixth seed. I think they're going to – but if, if the San Fran Saints scenario happens, I believe they're six sixth seed no matter anyway.
0: Well, it depends. If, if the Niners beat the Rams and then the Eagles, let's say they beat the Cowboys, the Niners still wind up as the sixth seed.
1: That's what I mean. Um, e- e- there's nothing Eagles can do to move their position.
0: It all has to do with but, Niners. Well, if, if they have to win. They do have to win. I believe that the Saints um, – The Saints would leapfrog the Eagles? I don't know if they leapfrog them or if they jump up to the 7 seed and push the Eagles up. That that's
1: what I thought happened.
0: Was Eagles be seen because Eagles they would move up to 6. They will have the same record at that point. So both if, if the Eagles lose and the Saints win, then the Saints will be have the same record as the Eagles and I don't know if Saints wind up in the 6th seed or if they wind up in the 7 seed. So we'll have to see what how that occurs, Good. but because if, if if
1: if that seat has nothing to do with them and all everything to do with Niners, then there's no point in even playing yeah. anybody.
0: There, there isn't a point in speculating, but this the seating itself it could make for a more exciting game. So it <laughs> could change the games up a little bit for for the playoffs. Either way, though, Niners have to lose, Saints have to win for Saints to get in. The playoffs. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. The Eagles get six if if the Saints get in the playoffs. Okay, so that that. That so their game, their game is actually meaningless. So we wanna, So if you're a Saints fan, you want Niners to lose and you want Saints to win. That's kind of what yeah. you're looking at. And Eagles are likely to bench their
1: players because their game actually doesn't change their position. They're, they'll just be watching the, uh, the, the Niners and the Saints.
0: Right, and I wouldn't blame them. And uh, obviously, like we said, the Niners are in the sixth seed right now, but they have not clinched. So Niners have to lose, Saints have to win in order for the Saints to get in. If the Niners want to get in and and solidify their spot, they either need to win or they need the Saints to lose. So it's it gets interesting right at the bottom there, but we do know the top portions are uh, are secured. Uh the NFC is a lot less complicated than the AFC, but it is still uh, uh decently complicated. So that's our, our playoff standing for this uh for this week. And um Tyler, I'm going to go ahead, because we've gone into all this stuff, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. And then we're going to come back with some Tyler's Top Ten, some Praetown's Forgotten Five, and we're going to jump into our rookie rankings. And we got news around the league. we got some stuff to get into. So we're going to jump into it. So we'll be right back, right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no Get ready.
1: And welcome back to Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. Hooray. I was gonna get crickets for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm your co-host, the fabulous one, Scotty Town, And folks, um, we've got uh, we've got some some good performances this week, some very big time offensive performances. Tyler, are you ready? Yes. All right, it's time for what we like to call Tyler's Top 10. Tyler's Top Ten. And Tyler, I know you've got 10 performances that were rock solid this week. Hit me with number 10, please.
1: Number 10, Deontay Foreman. 26 carries, 132 yards and a touchdown. Is this guy the starting running back of this team in 22?
0: I don't think so. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to say that he's had two really, really good weeks in a row. Like it, It's like he found his footing all of a sudden right?
1: Yeah, it, it seems like that. He's been, he's been getting the bulk of the carries and he's
0: been getting a heavy workload too. You know he's about to see the bench though, right? <sighs> Why do you say that? I mean, Foreman, come on. You, you, you know who's coming.
1: I mean, I guess. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, he's he, Derrick Henry's on the way. Come on. They're they're not and and he's healthy and they're they're sitting him for playoff time and the whole deal. I think you'll see Foreman this week because the Titans do have the number one seed for the most part locked up. But Derek Henry's coming, baby. He's gonna he's gonna tell you, I mean he he is.
1: But I I could see Foreman going somewhere else and maybe getting some some looks and
0: Yeah, I I I could see him like like you know who would really probably be looking at him, even though Texans yeah. Back to Texans. The Texans. Even though he was there before, the Texans could be looking at him. Because he's a former Texan. I mean, they could be looking at him and going, Oh man, he finally figured it out. And they could bring him back. I could see that happening. Maybe even Atlanta. I could see Atlanta doing something with him. Even though they I know they like Porter o. Patterson. and but that's Patterson is more used in the past game. Right. I, I think Foreman is gonna, you know, he's gonna be actually a name, you know, if he does hit the market. He was picked up in the twenty seventeen draft. He's a former third rounder. He he got released and stuff. I don't know what his contract looks like now, but if it's a one year deal and he's set to hit free agency, I think Foreman winds up, you know, getting some looks. So yeah, Dante Foreman, and he had a, a big performance this week. He really did, and and he deserves to be on this list. So I like this pick.
1: Number 9, Devontae Adams. I'm no stranger to this list. 11 receptions, 136 yards and a touchdown.
0: I feel like every week he's on this list.
1: Just every about w- um, I am looking you know, at the uh at the uh le- leaderboards and it's the top looks interesting.
0: Yeah, the um Adams is one of those guys that uh you know, obviously he completely changes the game and he went in there and and the Vikings it, it shows the ineptitude of Mike Zimmer that there were several occasions where Chris Boyd was lined up against Devontae Adams. Um, the the Vikings had no answer for him and they're lining up their, their worst corner against him. Their worst guy that is technically a starting corner. I, yeah. I, I hated it. I, it. It made no sense. I don't understand why Patrick Peterson wasn't on Devontae Adams. Cause Patrick Peterson was able to shut down Devontae Adams earlier this season. It's um, just bad, just bad. But uh, Adams, I mean, he dominated this week. I mean, granted, he dominated against bad corners, but he dominated. So he's on the. He deserves to be on the list. But I think he got a perfect. He he deserves to be a little bit lower on the list, given who he was uh, uh, playing against.
1: Absolutely. Number eight, a guy that either seems to be uh, seems to be very streaky. Either, either he's either decently good or terrible. And but this week he was he was he was pretty good. And that's Devin Singletary, twenty three receptions, twenty three carries. 110 yards and two touchdowns
0: last two weeks Singletary's been red hot right absolutely now I don't going think, the playoffs yeah I don't think he's he's like the guy for Buffalo I don't I don't think he's like oh yeah this guy's gonna be an amazing running back or anything like that um he he has been streaky last two weeks he's been hot we've seen this from Devin Singletary before though where where he he gets hot like for the last three games of the season, and everybody think I mean, this is what we thought going into last season. Oh, that Devin Singletary kid's going to be fucking amazing, and then he came out and did nothing. Um, I just don't think he's the fit here. I don't think he's hes the the running back that they they should be rolling with. To me, Singletary is, um, you know, like you said, he's a streaky dude, and and I just don't think he's a starting running back. I really do think that they still need to go out into the draft and get themselves a running back. Because
1: what's amazing is like this has been his career best year in every stat line, and that's
0: not great. No, it's not great. Um, I think going into last week, he had 687 yards. He said
1: 782 right. in the year, six touchdowns. Which yeah, isn't,
0: well, it's not. That's
1: not a terrible stat line.
0: No, but, but it's it, not
1: what you've got him for.
0: Exactly, and and uh, I, I just I still don't think he's the guy. He's obviously not going to break a thousand again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on Singletary. I'm not going to be sold on Singletary. Um, to me, they, they do need to go out and get themselves a running back in the draft. But he does deserve to be on the list this week. He had himself a hell of a game against a very tough defense. So, yeah, good on him. Number seven,
1: arguably the, the hottest rookie in all of football over the last four weeks, Amon Ross St. Brown, 134 yards and a pair of touchdowns.
0: A weird game for St. Brown. Well, not really weird. He's just been he's been hot these last couple of weeks. He actually uh, leads the league in
1: targets over the last four weeks.
0: Yeah, they really like him, and you and I both said in the offseason that we believe that this kid could be the number one over there in Detroit. Um, you and I both said that, and and that's something that, that I'm really proud of the fact that we said, hey, this kid is a number one receiver, and I think he's going to emerge. I think going into next season, Amon Ross St. Brown is the number one receiver for the Detroit Lions, don't you? I do. Uh, he, I mean, he already is right now pretty
1: much, but yeah, I think that continues. I think he only gets better.
0: I, I think they found their number one. They, they were looking for somebody to to replace Kenny Galladay. I don't think they have to look very far. They And they got him in the fourth round, I think it was. He's a good receiver. We knew he was a good receiver. We called him a sleeper coming out of the draft. We, we both said, man, I really like that Amon Ross St. Brown kid. And the Lions wound up nabbing him. We both said, hey, you know, that. They, I think they got their number one and I think he's going to overtake Tyrell Williams and so on and so forth. It took a little longer than expected, but I do think Amin Ra is going to wind up being the number one in Detroit. He's a dangerous acquisition for them. They've got their guy and they can build around that. So they, they've got their good young player that they're going to be able to build around for the next several seasons. I think that's what the lions are going to do.
1: And Tyrell Williams ended up being a complete non-factor.
0: Oh yeah injury prone and then they released him. So, I mean, eh, okay.
1: (laughs) But I I digress. Number six is Russell Wilson, 20 for 29, 236 yards and four touchdowns.
0: Russ had himself a really good game against a, a shoddy lions team. Um, we kind of expected this. I expected the Seahawks to pick the lions apart and that's kind of what he did. Uh, russ looking like russ again but again it's against the lions so I'm, I'm not losing my mind about it but it it does give you a little bit of hope for for russ for next season and the rumors are swirling that he might be out on the, the free agent market and teams are going to see this game and and maybe even the game this week if he does well and they're going to go ooh, look at him so we could see uh um you know, Russ Wilson, obviously, I think he's a, a high-end commodity going into this this offseason if the, he does hit the trade market. Um, he's got a tough one this week against the Bucks. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting situation, but he had himself a hell of a game this week. He does deserve to be on this list in spite of the fact that he's taken on a, a shoddy Lions defense.
1: Number five, Najee Harris. 28 carries, 188 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, with one big game ceiling touchdown at the end of the game
0: yeah this uh this performance from Najee was kind of exciting for so for us it was exciting because we had a guy that you know the, the third place battle going on in our fantasy league and a guy was up by damn near 30 points our boy Alex Steele he was up by 30 points over over Brandon our buddy Brandon and and uh Naji almost costed Alex the the third place spot in the league. Um, it, it was an exciting game. And,
1: and in my other league, we had a very similar situation for the championship. A guy was up like twenty seven and a half points, and I saw that run happen. Like, and I'm like, oh my god! I opened the app to go look, and the the, the guy with Naji ended up losing the championship by point three.
0: Points. <laughs> he had a lot of people soiling themselves this week. <laughs> a lot of had a
1: heart attack, I'm,
0: I'm I'm sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, Najee Harris, he deserves to be here. It was a great game by him. Um, you know, really a good way to, to um for Ben's last home game. Really. I mean, that's and, you know, as much as you know, I know you don't like Roethlisberger Berger and, and whatever the case may be, he, he has had a, a very storied career um in the NFL. In spite of, you know, different allegations that have come up against him, he, as far as just being a football player, I think Ben Roethlisberger is the first ballot. I, I think oh, he for sure he winds up in the Hall of Fame. Um, and and this was a good way to a good send off for him winning at Heinz Field in his last game at, at that stadium. Um, he's got one more to go this week. So I I, we, I I think we're we're seeing Ben Roethlisberger is done after the you know after this week. But, yeah uh, the way
1: he was acting during that that game last week it, it, to me it's not a it's not a he's gonna he's gonna he's done being a Steeler after the season i think he's done being a football player
0: yeah i think he's done and and but Najee Harris it, it, it was a great game by him uh, and,
1: very and to, got one more game left but um he's gonna finish the year with a with a very good stat line for a rookie running back at 1100 almost 1200 and seven touchdowns with the game to play
0: right and and i think he's he's got a huge future. He's got a huge future for this too. It he just it sucks for the whole league because like I
1: forgot about it. But I was watching that game like I'm like man, I wonder how close Najee Harris is to the rookie r- 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 rushing record.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's not close.
0: No. No, he's not. But it doesn't change I anymore. forgot
1: I forgot that Eric Dickerson ran for 1800 yards in his rookie season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't change that Najee um had himself in an outstanding season and and we kind of expected it. It started slow, but he came alive, and and I want to see what he does. Like like with, I, I guess I could say a full season of of actually being used in the way we expected him to be used.
1: Yeah, because Najee, just watching him play in the, that Browns game in particular, he's got sh- he's got shades of Henry in in him.
0: Right, I mean the just terrifying. Off, uh, yeah, yeah, he's and we we knew he was a big kind of bulldozing type of back. And and it seems as though the Steelers need to start using him in that fashion. Um, I and like. I not, think
1: they will now that they're going to be more transitioning to a less potentially a less experienced
0: quarterback. Right, and that's kind of where it's going to be headed. This team's going to have to go younger for the first time in years. So <laughs> and they've they've been or really, maybe they go older and go and go
1: Aaron Rodgers. You never well, know.
0: That would be something interesting. I ha- I hate that, but they could be going Kirk Cousins. That'd be younger. It's still on the table. Thirty-three-year-old Kirk Cousins would be thirty-four, so that that's still on the table. But yeah, the Najee Harris—he does deserve to be on this list, and and he went out and dominated this past weekend. So good on him, one hundred and eighty some yards from scrimmage. So special day.
1: Number four, Rashad Penny, twenty-five carries,
0: one hundred and seventy yards, and two touchdowns. Um, we we were talking. It, it's funny that that three years ago. When Rashad Penny got drafted, we're like, who? And and we were crapping on this guy. We're like, who the hell is this fucking guy? I still don't agree with the pick, and but it is cool to see that he's developed into, basically, I, I think he's going to be the number one running back for Seattle next season. And I think that, that uh, he replaces Chris Carson, no doubt. I think he's less injury prone than Chris Carson is. And he just, he's a big nasty back and he handled the workload. I mean, in such an effective way, if Pete Carroll does stick around, that's going to be one of the biggest pieces that he has to build around this, uh, this coming offseason is. Yeah. I
1: disagree with the injury prone aspect because Rashad Penny himself's also been very injury prone since, since coming to the NFL too. So if he, if he can shake that off, I think he's going to be significantly better than what the sales had over the years.
0: Well, I, I think he's been, um, I don't think he's as injury prone as, as, Chris Carson, do you?
1: He's, been, he's actually missed more games or been unavailable for more games. This is his whole rookie season. and Let's But see. I think Rashad Penny can easily um blow a lot of that off. I mean, he's only missed five games, Penny. Yeah, 28 whole rookie season, two, I
0: thought. Two games in 2018 with the knee injury. Um, hamstring injury cost him three games early in 2019.
1: Man, I thought there was something. Maybe I'm thinking someone else.
0: I'm looking at his injury history right now. Okay. But <laughs> But yeah, but, they But right now he's playing like one of the hottest running backs in football. Let's see. Broke his pointer finger on August 13th.
1: Pointer finger. Okay. He can still carry a football.
0: <laughs> but no, he's so, been he's, he's been did, rock solid. He did tear his ACL at the end of the 2019 Year December 8th, 2019, he was ruled out for the rest of that season, but it was late. So, we're talking December 8th is what okay. it was. So, so he made it through a majority of the season but tore his ACL late. So, that's that's what we got there. But he, I mean, so I mean, he does have his, his history of injuries. I just don't think he's as injury prone as Chris Carson, who has had neck, shoulder, knee concussions. I just feel like he's been out. I think Rashad is going to wind up being the, the number one back over there going into next season.
1: No, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think Carson's going to be done. I, I think uh, Penny's already proven to be five times the back that Alex Collins is. Yeah. I, I think you, you can kind of see where Seattle's headed.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I think, yeah, it's all Penny. But he deserves to be on the list this week. He had a, himself, I mean, Lions couldn't stop him. I mean, for the, if they're life dependent on it, number three, Tom Brady, 34 for 50, 410
1: yards, three touchdowns in a pick.
0: What else is new? Tom Brady. Um, this is Tom Brady doing Tom Brady stuff. Uh, he just, he dominates again, just doing what, what Tom Brady does. I, <laughs> I mean, uh, outstanding game for him. Uh, yeah, I I mean he's he's red hot going to the playoffs. He leads the league in touchdowns, he leads the league in yards. Um he's got a few more interceptions than I expect Tom Brady to have with twelve this season. But another great game for him, that four hundred and ten yard performance. Granted, it was against the Jets, I get it. But 113 QBR, he's got 107.7 QBR on the season. I mean, huge, huge game for Brady here. Forty touchdown passes. Um and he adds, you know. Here he had 37 going into this game. He makes it 40 in this game. Um, yeah, this is a great performance by him. Come from behind victory. This is the Tom Brady going into the playoff stuff that we expect. He uh, he always does this. He gets down early and then comes back roaring back in the second half, and it's exciting, a, a big exciting finish. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on Tom Brady being on the, the list, even though he was taking on the Jets this week. I think that's a good reason to not make him number one, but I think that we had better performances regardless.
1: And that you are right, because at number two, we have Joe Burrow, 30 for 39, 446 yards and four touchdowns. Talk about roaring back, right? Hell yeah. (laughs) Run two weeks in a row in which my number one, number two, are the same two players.
0: Yep, came roaring back here. Uh, you have to love everything that that Joe Burrow accomplished and did. Um, yeah, huge game for him. Huge, huge game. Uh, he comes out and he beats the number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs. I think it showed the Bengals are for real. I think it showed the Bengals are contenders. I think it showed that we could we could potentially. And I I know it it might sound crazy to a lot of people. We could potentially see. The Cincinnati Bengals back in a Super Bowl, which is exciting to me. It's new blood. It's fresh. I love it. But love it, you could it. also see that the Bengals on the other side not win a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, and we could see that too. And we've seen that with when Andy Dalton was there and the, the Bengals made the playoffs and all that stuff. We've seen that before. So that, that is not out of the realm of possibility. But I would love to see the Bengals go deep in this playoffs and and really, you know, really have an opportunity to make it to the big show. And, um, yeah, I I love I love what the Bengals are doing here. I I thought it was awesome. Shellact in round one. I'd love to see
1: it happen. Oh, Jesus. But number one. in in convincing fashion, Jamar Chase. Says I'm breaking the record in, in, in regulation. Well, yeah. regulation in quotes. Eleven receptions, 266 yards, and not one, not two but three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, uh, Jamar. I mean, we we have been uh, quite down on Jamar for for you know uh, uh, about the last six or seven weeks because of the fact that he had that five week lull. And uh, he comes out 266 and, and three touchdowns. I was watching my fantasy scores go up, and I still lost because the rest of my team stunk. But I had him, and man, oh, man, what a performance he was having. Uh, you know, he goes out, and he breaks Justin Jefferson's record. Um, it's not going to be a, a, you know, destructive shattering like you threw out there, but I, I do. Yeah, that six, that six weeks really uh, threw that off. Threw yeah. that off. Yeah, but it, it will he does break the record in the sixteen games, so good on him. Uh he had himself a hell of a season. Hell of a season in spite of that five week lull. Uh but man, I, I think it's this is kind of um it, it really shows what LSU is capable of when it comes to developing receivers and God damn it. The fact that they got rid of their their head coach just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because that guy has developed some of the most outstanding uh, uh outstanding receivers that, that have come into the NFL recently. Um yeah, I, I just oh golly, what well, what a what what a, a great showing from Jamar Chase. What a great showing. I, I just wow. He had himself such a... Uh, then
1: just talking about the last two years, though, um, I'm not sure you'll ever see a record broken twice
0: in back-to-back years. Yeah, you might, you might not. Um, like, and, asking a record to be beaten at all is a, yeah. is a challenge. I, I, think, I think people should be looking at Ed Orgeron right now and going, man, I want him to be an NFL receivers coach. Yeah. Either that or an offensive coordinator teams should be looking at him. I, I don't I don't understand, like, why LSU got rid of him. I know they had a down year this past year, but, man, Ed Orgeron is a good offensive coordinator, and they should be using him, and they should be, if they're going to, you know, um, if Ed Orgeron is, is available as a wide receivers coach, people should be looking at him because his wide receivers that have been coming out have been nothing short of tremendous. Just outstanding receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, boom, right there in itself. Yeah, I, <laughs> these LSU guys, man. There's something else. These receivers, aren't they? Yeah, lately, yeah, yeah, they they have been. So, um, and that is Tyler's top ten. Uh, and Tyler, I got five that I think you forgot about, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring them to light right here on. Freytown's
1: Forgotten Five.
0: Freytown's Forgotten Five. And uh, I've got these five guys, and number five is your boy, Jonathan Taylor. 20 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He winds up as number five on the Forgotten Five. Another solid week. Another solid week. Do you think, I mean, not enough people are talking about Jonathan Taylor in the MVP discussion, am I right?
1: not enough are it's,
0: it's unfortunate because the two
1: they they're talking about is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And I think Jonathan Taylor should be winning it over either of them.
0: I think Jonathan Taylor and Cooper cup should be the first two in the discussion.
1: Cooper cup as well.
0: Yep. So I, I just, I don't, I, I hate the fact that he isn't being discussed. Uh, number four goes to Kyler Murray, 26 for 38, 263 yards, two touchdowns on the day. He had himself a nice little performance here. Um, wasn't that groundbreaking 300-yard performance, but mistake-free football from Kyler Murray in this game. Am I right? He's waking up. Yeah. Yeah, this is, the, you know, after having that, that rough go where they were kind of squeaking out wins and stuff, Kyler Murray's looking like that, that quarterback that you wanted to see going into the playoffs because you had him listed as your Super Bowl winner. So, Kyler Murray coming alive here. Number three goes to Aaron Rodgers. 29 for 38, 288 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I get concerned that people are talking about Aaron Rodgers in this situation because they see that win-loss record. We always hear this this bitching, quarterback wins are not a stat, and I'm kind of with that, but you can't be bitching that quarterback wins are not a stat when Aaron, you're only looking at Aaron Rodgers' win-loss record as opposed to what he's actually done. He's not leading the league in, in yardage. He's not leading the league in touchdown passes. Yeah, I get that he's playing with a broken toe, but you know what? We all, you know, all these football players, they all play through injuries. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he deserves to be on this list. He had himself a hell of a game. He tore the Vikings apart. But at the same time, I think too many people are talking about Aaron Rodgers. If I had to choose, I would say Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Tom Brady, and then Aaron Rodgers would be number four. Am I right?
1: No. Rodgers way above Brady. Significantly. Yes. Why? Touchdown interception ratio. Rodgers does not make mistakes. He's only he's only five touch, touchdowns behind Brady, playing an injury, and he's got significantly less interceptions. He leads the league in QBR. Aaron Rodgers is the only quarterback that, can, that should, should
0: win MVP, in my opinion. I'm – okay. I can see that. I could see you that that's a convincing argument. So I think the argument can like, be. Like, like I understand he's, he's a
1: thousand yards behind Brady, but Brady's got eight more picks too. Aaron Rodgers also is near the top of the list in completion percentage as well as far among quarterbacks that played all season.
0: Also true. So I mean, yeah, okay, I could see that then. You know, that thank you for bringing that to light. Shit, I didn't think about all yeah. that. Thirty-five
1: to four is is nothing to um to turn your nose at. Right. The professor, Tyler Dean. Yep. And, and that's one thing we've talked about. And, and, and Rogers has been the bane of your existence for a long time. So I, I, I understand that. But the one thing I've always preached with Rogers is he's the king of touchdown-interception ratio. He's, he's the king of completion percentage. He always has been. Yeah. No, I and, agree. And we're in another year in which no, I, I don't think he's going to MVP. I think they're going to list Brady above him, but this is what Rogers does.
0: Yeah, and I mean I agree. I I as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers, he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Definitely first ballot Hall of Fame guy. Um like, yeah, I, I, like the, the corners that that catch
1: interceptions from Rodgers, they should be saving that ball and keeping it forever. because yeah, It's a I, very small list. <laughs> I picked off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, I, like you're some like fifth string cornerback who who like was only in to league for, like two years because you weren't
0: that very good, but but you just happened to catch an interception from Rodgers. You keep that ball, yes. You keep that ball. You get you do what the guy did this past week, and he picked off Tom Brady and asked for an autograph on it. He you had, had Tom Brady autograph his interception ball from this past week. Pretty
1: I would Yeah. <laughs> Pretty but outstanding. Not to shit on Brady, though. Brady, in, at this stage of his career, about to cross 5,000 yards, which Brady doesn't usually do. Brady's not a 5,000-yard quarterback.
0: It's been a very pass-happy scheme over there in Tampa this year.
1: So I, I, can't, I can't crap on Brady either. Brady's having himself a phenomenal year as well. Yeah.
0: Number two goes to Ramadre Steven. 19 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. That average was real nice. Stevens get, or Stevenson, rather, getting it done for the, um, the Patriots. I, I like the two-headed attack. Do you still think that this is the Damian Harris show going into next season?
1: Yeah, it, Damian Harris is still playing um, lights out right now. It's still in his court.
0: Yep, and also on that same team gives us number one, Mac Jones, 22 for 30, 227 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Mac Jones, you know, it, it wasn't a groundbreaking performance, but those three touchdowns, he played good game managing football. Um, I, I really, uh, even though it was against the Jags, I, I really like Mac Jones. I, I think he needs to hit the weight room and get a little more arm strength there. But ultimately, I think he's played extremely well this season. Don't you? He, he has. He's surprised me and you. Yeah. We're, we're sitting here
1: jaw dropped to how he's been doing this year. And, I want to see how it continues in the yeah, playoffs. It,
0: it, this this kid could wind up being. Uh, I, I think that the Patriots do have their franchise quarterback, don't you?
1: I do. I I, I think you're. I think they do. Yeah.
0: And um, now it's time for the part that I know you love, Tyler. This is the part where we get to crap on people. It's time for Freytown's forgetful five. And number five goes to Trevor Lawrence, seventeen for twenty-seven, one hundred ninety-three yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Look, I know Trevor Lawrence has had a really, really tough go this year with all the coaching issues and Urban Meyer, and and you know Daryl Bevel's a good, good offensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. Uh, you know, we we need a a young guy or, or a guy that's over there that's that's able to coach up young guys in Jacksonville and and Kellen
1: Moore, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore.
0: I don't know that Kellen Moore is the guy for the job. I I really do think that a guy like a Doug Peterson. You know uh, a Jim Caldwell, something like that would be really, really good for Trevor Those Lawrence she'd be good too, but he's had a really rough go this first season, and it's unfortunate for him because he still does show a lot of promise in my opinion. I like I, agree. I like trevor lawrence and and i I just really think that that um I would really hate to see this kid's you know career go down the shitter because Urban Meyer didn't know what the fuck he was doing over there. So Trevor Lawrence, 17 for 27, 193 yards, one touchdown, three picks. He is number five on the list. Um, Number four goes to Baker Mayfield, 16 for 38, 185 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He had a 42.1 completion percentage and 56.2 QBR. What a horrible game. Mayfield, um, and and look, I get it. The guy has been dealing with a shoulder injury and a lot of people are crapping on him and whatever else. I just I think Baker Mayfield I think it's a lot more predicated on his decision making as opposed to Baker Mayfield having an injured shoulder. Don't you? Safe
1: to say he's not getting forty mil?
0: I would think that's very <laughs> um they they've picked up his fifth year option. They they had that was like, before the they, year started though. Yeah, they picked up I his don't know if they're back. if they're glad they did that or not. I don't know if they're, they're happy about it, but at the end of the day, um, Baker Mayfield, you know, he, right now he's listed as trade bait right now. That's, that's what people are saying about Baker Mayfield is that, that Cleveland's getting ready to, you know, cut bait and get him out the door. So we'll see if that happens. And that's, but-
1: what's wild is he's going, he's going, he's through four years. He's had two very bad years and two very good years. Who is he?
0: I- Does anybody know? I don't know. Really? I don't know what he is. I don't know what the hell Baker Mayfield is at this point. Does anybody
1: know with with, with the confidence to bet your entire net worth that you know exactly who Baker Mayfield is? I I don't. No one does. No one does. Because when he's good, he's very
0: good. Right. He's bad. He's real bad. Yeah, I, I'm not, I've never been sold on Mayfield. Um, you and I, you know, it, it was really hard not to root for the guy when he came in, you know, in that game where, you know, Cleveland finally got its first win after all that time. And, you know, it, you wanted to root for the guy. But at the same time, even though we, we thought he was going to be a bust, I mean, it, it was hard to root, it, it was hard to root against him, you know, and. I don't know. Over the last couple of seasons, you know, some like you said, when he's on, he's on and when he's not on, oh man, it's a it's a train wreck. And that's kind of what we've seen out of Baker is is, you know, a train wreck season this year. And and you know, he's he's attributing it to oh, I was hurt, I was hurt, I was hurt. Okay, cool. You were, you were hurt, you were hurt. But at the end of the day, some of that stuff, I mean, it really looked like a lot of a lot of of bad decisions. And a lot of these things were occurring before the shoulder injury. So I don't know. I really don't know what I, what I feel about Baker Mayfield at this point. I don't know if he's the real deal. But we're going to find out if the, the Browns decide to retain him. But trade rumors are swirling about him. So, I mean, yeah, Baker Mayfield, bad week this week. Uh, number three, this one's going to be a little surprise for you because this guy's in the playoffs. Josh Allen. 11 for 26, 120 yards, three interceptions. It's very clear to me that he cannot figure out that Patriots defense. Am I right? That seems to be the case. <clears throat> I mean, they, they've got his number. I don't know what it is, and this is not what you want to see out of Josh Allen moving into the playoffs. You they didn't know. play the Patriots this week. I'm sorry, did I say Patriots? I, I forgot who they played this week. I don't know. I know they won. Yeah, they, they won. I know they won. I'm just like, hey, what, what the hell? Well, no, I,
1: I'm with you. on that. it. It, it, was, it was watching him. They have these streaky performances. It's not quite Baker
0: bad, but it's sure, still been the Falcons this week. They played the, pastry, the Patriots the week before. Yeah. But it, it, it is a bad performance from Josh Allen. I, I just, ugh, I don't know what in the hell is going on with him. Um, this is, you know, he's. Sort of streaky too. He gets really hot one game and then really bad the next. Uh, there, there are games from Josh Allen where you're like, okay, there's the guy we saw last year, and then there's games like this where you're like, what the fuck? What, what, what happened? Do you think teams have him figured out at this point? I don't know because in the week, the week prior though, um, he,
1: he's he's been very good this season as a whole. And then, then we have weeks like this, like they, he went out and put up a, a juggernaut of points against the Patriots. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I don't know if it's that he's figured out. I think that I think it's just them being one dimensional at times and, and then them getting exposed for it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a kind of a condemnation on Brian DeBall, ball. Don't you? Yes, I, I really do. And, and that's why I'm, I see a guy like Brian DeBall ball and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want that guy as a head coach because whoever, whoever has him as a head coach, you're going to see a very pass happy offense. I don't really think that it's going to be a, a, a well meshed, you know, uh, a machine there. I, I really don't think that that that's going to wind up being effective. Um, yeah, it 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 makes for a, a tough situation. But I'm hoping for the bill's sake that Josh Allen winds up being good, uh, good to go. You know, coming into the playoffs. That's that's the big thing. That's the the big the big thing there. Because if he plays like this going to the playoffs, they will not go far.
1: Hey, hundred um, percent.
0: Number three goes to Dalvin Cook. Number two goes to Dalvin Cook. Or number th- number two? Why did I say number three? Number two duh, goes to Dalvin Cook. Nine rushes, thirteen yards. He had a one point four average against the Packers defense, who has notoriously not been good against him. Um, Dalvin didn't look good. This this was not good. Um not it, at it, all a miserable performance. It was probably it was his worst performance of the year. Just a mess, and and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the the Packers were selling out to stop the run because Sean Mannion was at quarterback. But still, a one point nine average. Come on, man, that that's unacceptable for a quarter or for a running back that's getting paid as much as it is, he's getting paid. Am I right? Yeah, no,
1: agreed. Gook's supposed to be your bell cow, and and you and you needed him to be that, especially without Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, number one goes to (laughs) Mike Glennon went four for 11 for 24 yards and two interceptions this past week, Tyler. (sighs) (laughs) Four for 11. How is that a thing? How is that a thing for a starting quarterback? That was his stat line. Playing four quarters of football,
1: he didn't get benched.
0: No, he didn't get benched. How I mean, did he not get it's
1: Still, kind of better than Mac Jones from a few weeks ago.
0: Or maybe I, not. I don't know. I, I don't know because at least Mac Jones completed more than fifty percent of his passes. He only threw the ball three times. Yeah, exactly. He had a better completion percentage <laughs> in the high winds. <laughs> I don't this. I would argue right now that this performance by Mike Glennon is the worst quarterback performance of the year. Honestly. You better be careful.
1: He's, uh, not to spoil next week, but he's encroaching on some territory he doesn't want to be at the top of the list of.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he, he's not going to get there because he, he I will, we'll jump into that shortly, but he has been ruled out for this upcoming week. So he's he, he, still
1: sad he's in the top five and he's only played three, four weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying for the LVP. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. But that is Freytown's forgetful five. Now, Tyler, we've got our rookie rankings. We're right up in the last portion of the, the, the year here. Um, and we, we've got them, uh, laid out. So why don't you hit me with some of those rookie rankings? <laughs> All right, so we
1: have the band of outside looking in town of nine guys, just, just not quite there. Just you got guys like, in no particular order, you got Najee Harris, Amon Ross St. Brown, Pete Werner, Jeremiah Uso Koromoa, Trey Smith, Devonte Smith, Javante Williams, Quiddy Pay, Adafe Owe.
0: Yep, a lot of guys who are having very good years. Yeah, they're not having bad years. I just, I just think that they, they. All those guys, you know, they're 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 just getting eked out by some of these guys that are on the lower portion of the the top ten rookie rankings. Um, yeah, but, and, and plus o- other
1: scenarios that are kind of hurting some of them too. Like Owe, for example, he's obviously he's obviously a, a product a, a victim of being the only healthy player on defense right now.
0: Right, Awuso uh, uh He was out for that month.
1: He He's hurt for a while. Uh,
0: yeah. That, Javante that,
1: Williams splitting with Mark Melvin Gordon and
0: right. All of them still having very good years. Quiddy Pay was hurt for a little bit. Um Devontae Smith has had a good year, but you know, I he's just been beat out by by certain guys on this list. You know, so I mean I, I'm with you. I, I I think a lot of these guys, like Trey Smith, also, he had himself a really good year. Um, and and you know, he's he's been you know kind of declining a little bit, but he just got beat out by some of these guys. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, and it's, and it's close. Weirdly enough, it's, it's been very, very close as far as the outside looking in versus like eight, nine and 10 there. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's been an interesting little situation. But number 10, Kyle Pitts makes his way back on the list. He had a big game this last week and Kyle Pitts is the first rookie tight end in a long time to break a thousand yards. Um, he, he gets it done. Uh, the, I think he's the, the star of the Atlanta Show right now, and, and especially uh, yeah, with the
1: uncertainty of everything that's going on with Calvin Ridley.
0: Yeah, I think he's the star right now. He's going to be a stud tight end for a long time, and the fact that he was able to do this as basically their their, you know, only target for Matt Ryan recently, yeah, I like him on this list. I, I, I had him go up. I had him at nine. He winds up at 10. It's about where he needs to be right now. I I mean, he's not, he hasn't been a, I mean, I guess technically he has been a world beater because he's still putting up really good numbers in spite of the fact that Calvin Ridley's not around and, and the hodgepodge that they have going on at running back and so on and so forth. But, you know, he's, he's performed extremely well. I can only imagine what's going to happen when he gets like, like amazing receivers on the field, working with him.
1: Number nine. Panay Sewell?
0: He, he drops a little bit. Um, I had him at seven. He comes down to nine, um, and that's okay. Panay Sewell, he, he had a rough go to start the season, but over the course of the last seven, eight weeks, he's had really good games. Um, sort of a rough go this last week, but still, he he still gets it done. I like Panay a lot. I, I really like him. Um, is he the best tackle to come out of this draft? No, but he's very very good and he's a key cog for those lions that lions team for them to build around moving forward he really figured it out in
1: the back half of the season
0: he did absolutely um and and right, we were, if he, if
1: he played in the first half of the season as he did in the back half he'd be above Slater
0: right he and wouldn't. and you and I you and I sat there going like wow well, wow this life, like i remember about 6 weeks into his little tear there we were going man Penicel, over Sul the last 6 weeks has been a monster and, and this is about where he needs to be, We're around that nine mark. He hasn't been incredible, but, it, it, you know, the, the back half of the season, he's been great. So, yeah, Penai I dig it. I think he definitely needs to be on this list. Number eight, Jalen Waddell. Um, y- you had him higher than I did. I had him at 10. He goes up to eight. You know, Waddle has been one of those guys. Um, he, he moved down on my list really through no fault of his own because he didn't play last week. But he um, he's still you know a great receiver, great receiver. He he turned it on late. He showed that he can be and should be the number one in Miami moving forward. Um, he stayed healthy all year. He's a great possession receiver. I think Miami figured out how to use him better than in the later in the season than they did early on. Because early on, it was really clear that they had no idea what they were doing with him.
1: And I think you might have got yourself mixed up somewhere, because Jalen Waddell did play. He had, he had three receptions for 47 yards was it on last seven, week seven targets. And he hasn't missed a game in a while.
0: I could have sworn that he got ruled out last week.
1: Maybe he missed back half the game, but I'll have played. You know. Either way, I mean, he had a performance that was fine, but kind of dropped some, some other good performances, one of which being Mac Jones at number seven. He
0: missed week 14. That's what he missed it was week 14 and 15 I'm looking at his numbers right now those are the two weeks he missed so getting a little mixed up my fault but still Jalen Waddle I I do believe he needs to be on the list absolutely
1: but uh, yeah but as I was saying number seven Mac Jones
0: yeah Mac Jones um what else is new I mean he's he's the the star quarterback for for the the Patriots he he leads them back to the playoffs. After having a a sort of rough start to the season, and then he they go. I think they won seven or eight in a row. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. I I think Belichick figured him out, and I think Mac Jones figured out Belichick's system, and it works really well. Mac Jones fits the mold of a Belichick quarterback, but he doesn't have the like uh, the, the complete arm strength. And and like I keep saying, the guy needs to hit the weight room because if you can't trust your quarterback. To throw more than three times in high winds, then we have a problem. You know, I, Especially I, when you I play in New England. Yeah, I, I it just he he needs to to be able to to take those deep shots down the field. And I don't think we we've, we've necessarily seen that a lot out of Mac Jones this year. Um, there there have been some rarities, but yeah, his he's good. He's obviously a very good quarterback. Obviously, they're in the playoffs, and and I, I think. You know he figured out Belichick's system, and I, yeah, I, I think he's a franchise guy. He did. This is about where he needs to be um, because of his deficiencies. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm good with Mac Jones. I, I like him on this spot. I think it's really solid for him.
1: Number six, and potentially dropping is Nate Hobbs.
0: Yeah. So. Hobbs, he had himself, he dropped a little bit on my list, but it wasn't, you know, he's supposed to play this week, um regardless of of what went on. Um, that shouldn't come to play then, but yeah, it, it should some long term. He moved down a little bit for me through no fault of his own. Um, yeah. he, he he winds up in the sixth spot for me. um I think he's he's about this is about where he needs to be. again, he's a beacon of consistency at the corner position. he's He's been good across the board in every category. I like Nate, Nate Hobbs a lot. I think the Raiders have their number one. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, that stuff could come into play, but I don't see him really missing much time. Um, the, the NFL may suspend him for a game or two moving into next season, but, but he's not going to miss any time.
1: Raiders Uh, players don't learn to stop drinking and driving. Apparently
0: drinking and driving is, is apparently a huge problem in Vegas right now for the Raiders guys.
1: But, uh, yeah, no, we both had Hobbs at six, and from here, the, the top five, we all had. We, we you both had in our top fives, but um, all five, neither of us had in the same slot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and that's, So the top five is interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Nate Hobbs at, at number six.
1: I think it, that's about where it needs to be. Number five, Jamar Chase.
0: Well, I yeah, I had him at five. Um I don't know, man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he took a jump. I mean, we I had him down at like eight, nine, ten last week. He took a jump on my list all the way up to five after that performance he had this past week. Um breaks like the rookie. Against
1: what's he been a stout Chiefs defense in the back half of the season?
0: Yeah. Um breaks the rookie receiving yardage record, scores three touchdowns, huge performance. You know, you I really hope he's not getting into like Tyler Lockett neighborhood. Where, you know, he has like four big games out of the season and the rest of the games he stinks. Um, he he did have a really big lull there for a minute. And he he's shown up. He's figured it out, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Jamar Chase. I think this is about where he needs to be because of that lull. We'll see what he does in 18. But I don't really think he has much of a shot to be number one like we originally thought. You know, we we originally thought he was just going to dominate all the way through. about. I don't know, seven weeks ago, we were talking about, oh, man, this guy's going to be the, the guy. And uh, he, he hasn't been the guy <laughs> for, for a while. But I think he, he, if he performs well enough this week, he could wind up in the top three again, don't you?
1: And I had him at three. I, so I, thought, I think that, that, that definitely is the case. Yeah. Number four, Javon
0: Holland. Yeah, I, um, I moved him up. On my list, to be honest with you, I, I was, um, I had him at four last week. He moved up to three, another guy kind of like Hobbs, where I I just think he's the the beacon of consistency over there in Miami. He, he is consistent and he's great in coverage and his, his grades look great across the board. This guy is awesome. He is a star safety. Are we in agreement that, uh.
1: Miami. I mean, regardless what happens this week, Miami is going to be is going to get the gold star of the draft
0: winner. Absolutely, they had such a good draft. Their last two drafts have actually turned out really well. To be honest with you, looking at, at Miami's last two drafts, I've been going, "Wow, they they've actually drafted well for the last two seasons." Um, Javon Holland is a stud. He is a stud. They got him in the second round. I like him a lot. I, I do. He he is is. I, and he's more of a coverage safety than anything. That that's what he's good for. But I mean, if he's good in in support in that situation, good. Good on him. That's that's kind of what you want from your your stud safety there, especially one that's taking over for Minka Fitzpatrick.
1: Exactly. And I still stand by a man. That could be dangerous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it could be dangerous, but I mean, happens happened. Imagine if they go out and they get themselves another stud safety to be next to him. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have a dangerous situation in the back end of that defense. So, Javon Holland, yeah, he, this, is, this is a good spot for him. Number three, Rashawn Slater. He's been in the top three all year. Uh, he is a great tackle. Just great. He protects Justin Herbert's blind side beautifully. Uh, he can play any, any spot on the offensive line. He's played tackle. He's played guard. He's great. He's the best tackle to come out of this draft, I, I, in my opinion. I, I really I wanted the Vikings to get him so bad. And the fact that, that the Chargers nabbed him up before the Vikings really sucked, I think the Chargers got themselves just a monster, a monster in this situation. I, I loved the pick when they got him. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's had himself an outstanding season. It, it doesn't get much better than that.
1: Number two,
0: Micah Parsons. Parsons, um, he actually fell one spot on my list uh, because surprise,
1: given that he had um, one of the, the the large, he had the largest uh,
0: PFF grade rise of any any of any player this week. Yep, he he, I I look at Micah Parsons, and even though he keeps you know his PFF grade goes up uh, from an overall standpoint, again I I I have a problem, and and I I understand there are niche players out there. I have a problem with a middle linebacker that is a one-trick pony. And I, I just – I really have, a tr- I have trouble with that. The man can't cover. That's, that's kind of what my takeaway is on my But part. there are three – I still stand by there are three, four, so that's not his
1: job. It's the other middle linebacker's job.
0: And, and, but when they do need him to dip into coverage, the man can't cover. And, and even in his run, his, his run coverage is bad. That that's another thing. His his run stopping is bad.
1: But those are the numbers that are, that are is what's been going up over the last two weeks. Because that's why it's been such a rise is, is because that that low hanging weight has been getting has been improving little by little.
0: Yeah. The, so the, his run coverage, his run stopping is is in the fifty range. Um. According, and that's again pro football focus. You know, it doesn't tell the whole story there. But I just I kind of see a guy where it's it's very. Um, it's very replacements where it's go get me the ball, go hit that one guy. I want you to hit that one guy, and that's all I want you to do. I want you to attack the quarterback, and that's all. That's you, it. And, and you just described T.J. Watt. I don't. I don't know that that's T.J. Watt because T.J. Watt is still is still good in in run coverage, if I'm not mistaken. He's
1: not um, good in pass
0: coverage. Yeah, but I, I mean, but it, he's he's considered an edge. Let's see. Yeah pass rush is a 90.5 but his run defense is a 66.4 i mean it, it that's that's the difference between watt and him <laughs> you know it's the 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 run defense that that's what what makes the difference um if Micah parsons can improve his run defense then then i'm having a different discussion right now but i am I'm, I'm big on the fact that you, you can't just be the one the one trick pony and and that's the problem for Micah parsons is he's a one trick pony that's that's the problem I have with him, but
1: uh, and I don't think it's necessarily true. But I know we're we're, we're at a little bit different odds on that one. Yeah, and and number one's Creed Humphrey. I'm, a little bit of a regression, but not really. I think it's just more of a of a of a, of, of, of a thing settling out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Creed Humphrey <laughs> he is just. I believe firmly that he's the steal of the draft. I really do. I, I think he's and the
1: while I have Parsons over Humphrey, and that's likely not not to change this week, um, where where I do have a problem is, and 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 we're gonna see that come award time is, you're not gonna hear Creed, Creed Humphrey's name come up once for offensive rookie.
0: No, you won't. And Thanks.
1: they're they're probably gonna list five different offensive people, and Creed Humphrey's name will not be mentioned. We need to normalize offensive linemen being recognized. I agree.
0: I 100% agree. And, because
1: and, you and even ignoring Humphrey in this scenario, guys like uh, Chase and Waddle, and you know specifically to like Harris and Devo- Javante Williams wouldn't be having the seasons they have without guys like Humphrey, Slater, right. Penae Sewell, yeah, Trace Smith. I,
0: like, <clears throat> I, I think sometimes you know the NFL it, it, they. They glamorize these these I guess you could call them sexy the, positions, the, the skill positions. Yeah, and 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 they're they're because they're more sexy in the in the discussion. And to me, in my opinion, <clears throat> I just look at at those and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, like that that's cool. It's cool that they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and we want to have that star receiver. Ain't nobody losing their mind over a center, okay? But to me, I'm I'm looking at at a center and I'm going, okay, this center has been you know, red hot, and uh, he has been the, the best center in, in all of football. He's been the, one of the best, one of, if not the best, graded out linemen in all of football. We should be talking more about him.
1: And, and that's the thing, too. And, and anyone you ask, like, and the same breath, people talk about how a well, lineman shouldn't win the yearly awards, but they'll also, they'll also agree when you say football's won in the trenches. Yep. Like,
0: that's the truth.
1: It Take a is. step back and think about it. What you what you're saying here, because if you're saying footballs one of the trenches, then you should be saying that these linemen should be making more more money, if not as much as as your skill
0: positions. I agree. So I mean, it, and I, I, one thing, and that's one thing I'm really proud of on our show is that that we aren't discounting guys like Creed Humphrey and Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell, and we're talking more about them, and we're we're giving those guys that that. Um, That rub, I guess you could say, as we we call it in the wrestling terms, to you know, point out, hey, these guys can be rookies of the year. These guys should be considered for rookie of the year. So I don't know that we're gonna we're gonna break the mold, but at least we can, you know, create our own here and and say, hey, what about this guy? So I'm I'm really proud of that. Um, but yeah, Creed Humphrey right now leading the charge. So that's exciting. Now, Tyler, we have some news around the league. And um, I really do think we need to, to tackle some of the... Well, we got two... Well, technically three elephants in the room. The, well, there's one there's one Tyrannosaurus-sized
1: elephant in the room. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about the smaller ones first real quick. Um, Titans outside linebacker Bud Dupree, he gets arrested for an assault charge um, in a Rite Aid. <laughs> Just, what the hell is going on here with this situation? Um, it, it, he... It was an it's assault. Bud Dupree. He's a Steelers defensive player. I expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. I've been, and I know you're gonna let that bias just hang. <laughs> with me. But uh, man, um, that 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 is just
1: trained by Daddy James Harrison.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it it just it's something else. No, no,
1: but no. I'm 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 not biased when it comes to that. I I just I I just like shitting on what I can, but. No, I don't know. I've always liked Bud Dupree, and if, if I'm being serious here. So it kind of surprises me.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a little surprised by it too.
1: He's kind um, of always. I don't want to say he's been like a stand-up guy, but he's. He's. He's never been involved in any of the drama that's occurred, and so it's. It's no, surprising.
0: He hasn't been, and and it's kind of a confusing situation. I never thought I would. I would. Um, I, I never thought we would we would see something so silly, and it was a dispute that occurred, and then it turned into you know I guess an assault that took place, and they they wanted him for questioning, and then they decided they were going to arrest him and all this other stuff. I mean, very confusing situation, and we're waiting for more details of it to come out. But yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, we talked about it a little bit ago, but we're going to talk about it again. Um, Raiders corner Nate Hobbs arrested on the misdemeanor DUI charge in Vegas. You know, this comes on the heels of the the uh, you know the whole Henry Ruggs situation, where he killed a lady and her dog when he was drunk driving and hit her. You know, uh, what a mess! What a mess! I don't I don't understand it. Call a fucking Uber. Can somebody? Yeah. Call the man and please. Here's what? what
1: I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say on this though, and it's probably the wrong opinion to have, but. Because at the end of the day, people need to take responsibility. Yeah. But maybe having a team in Vegas isn't the best idea.
0: Probably not.
1: Because it- most adults can take care of their business. But you're talking every year you're going to have a group of, let's face it, young kids playing in Vegas, practicing in Vegas. And a lot of them, it's possible they've never even fucking been to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they're, and you're right. They're the, kids. <laughs> And we've talked about this when it came to Henry Ruggs, Like, would you trust twenty-two-year-old you to um just be running rampant? No, no one to no checks and balances to be living in Vegas.
0: Oh hell no! You'd be in jail. Yeah, potentially. I I'd be in jail potentially. <laughs> <Central>. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that. I agree. I I think I, it was a bad idea.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's it's on you as as the adult. I mean, even at 21, 22, to find a way to mature up, but being in Vegas to having to do that at the same time and figure yourself out and trying to play football.
0: <sighs> it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I don't uh, like, like you were saying, I don't, I don't really think that we're going to have I uh, uh, I don't think Vegas is going to have a very good track record for a while. Having some of these young kids out there. Do what this, mean. this is your one, correct? Year one, one of Hobbs. Or is this year two in Vegas? This is, this is year two in Vegas, but it's and- it,
1: and Raiders have had a significant criminal record problem yeah.
0: since that and, move. And particularly with drunk driving. Yes. Just point that out there. You've had three accidents, three drunk driving accidents. You've had Josh Jacobs. You've had Henry Ruggs. And now you've had the, the Nate Hobbs drunk driving. I guess he was, um, he was getting ready to leave the parking garage and decided he wanted to take a nap right in the middle of the exit of the parking garage. Oh, so <laughs> kind of a an interesting situation there. But yeah, we we've got um we've got uh, Nate Hobbs having his situation, but you know, and it and it sucks because he's had such a good year. We've been talking so positively about Nate Hobbs. You know, and and now we, we don't know if we can talk so positively about him. Um, you know, moving forward, we don't know what his season's gonna look like uh, next year. So we'll, we'll wait and find out, but I guess more information is being gathered, um, currently. Um, but the big elephant in the room, Tyler, and let's, let's talk about him. Um, <laughs> you know, over the last several years, this guy has been just obnoxious and we're talking about Antonio Brown here. Um, during the game on Sunday, uh, according to Antonio Brown, he had an ankle injury, um, the, the coaches knew about the ankle injury. They told him to get in the game. Um, he said, I can't get in the game. My ankle's killing me, and I don't know if I can do my cuts and stuff on it. And, and they told him, you're done. So he gets all pissed off, and he takes off his pads and his, his jersey and his wristbands and everything. You just start stripping off his clothes, and he's throwing stuff into the, the audience. And the thing that gets me about it is this is an ankle injury. And he's bitching and complaining about a supposed ankle injury. But then he finds himself jogging and doing jumping jacks and jumping around like an asshole in the end zone in front of all these fans. So it makes me think that the ankle injury is fucking phony. That's, that's well, a- I
1: don't think it's phony because he's, he's been he's, – he was not in injury report he has been in the last few weeks.
0: Well, I, I get that. But, but it makes me – You're see- out
1: there jumping around. So it's not – definitely wasn't as bad as he was claiming it to be.
0: Exactly. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. You're jumping around like an idiot out on the field, and and you know, you're wondering why people don't believe you that your ankle was hurting so badly. I it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um I really do think that that Antonio Brown is full of shit. Um, and then really, you know, he got all week long. It's it's been nonstop. Oh, you know, screw Bruce Arians and all oh, Tom Brady's a fake friend and well, that, know, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> I know you hate Brady, but one thing I do want to make mention of. And, and maybe it's just me. Am I the only one that thinks that this guy just hasn't been right since Vonte's perfect just took his fucking head off?
1: I don't, I, I think it might just be coincidence. I mean, Brown's always kind of been a diva. No, I
0: mean, I know he's always been kind of a diva, but like. I don't know, man. There, there is some stuff going on here where, like, ever since that hit happened, ever since Perfect like, leveled him and, and knocked him out, I don't know if something just snapped upstairs or what. And I'm not trying to sit here and make light of, of head injuries or anything. But am I the only one that has noticed this, that has been like, this guy uh, seemed a little off ever since that hit happened? And, and I don't know, I don't know. I may, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the only one that's noticed it, but, but it looks that way to me. I just see a guy that, that got his head blown off and, and now is acting all crazy. And it's like, mm, mm, that. that's, I'm trying to, I'm, maybe, and like I said, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm just, you know, Looking to put two and two together here, but I don't know. I'm, 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 maybe I'm the only one that sees it, but that that's what I see. I think it might be
1: a reach. I think he's always kind of been a shit show.
0: <laughs> you just always think he was nuts. <laughs> yeah, because
1: he's he's always kind of been in that ra- that realm of being a diva and all this bullshit's come with it. And
0: yeah, do you think he's done in the NFL? Yes, I think so too. I, I think that's that's game set and match for him at this point. I don't think any teams are going to take a shot on him. He's always been kind of a ticking time bomb, and and we were kind of waiting for this moment um, where where he finally blew up, and and that's kind of what it turned into. He just he just blew up and blew up and went off the deep end. So yeah, um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, I guess you know, and, uh, tough go. I guess. Um, speaking of the Bucks. You also had the Bucks rule out linebacker Shaq Barrett this weekend with a knee injury. Um, Ronald Jones has been ruled out with an ankle injury. And defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul has been ruled out with a shoulder injury for Sunday versus the Seahawks. Um, you know, those are big losses for them going into this week's, uh, this week's finale. Uh, what do you think of that?
1: I think it turns into them potentially benching Brady. You think so? But I think they, they still need Green Bay to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, then again,
1: though, NFC is kind of tight at the top. Though they, they don't want to drop to four, right? That could hurt.
0: It, it could hurt them. I, I think that they still pull it out because it is the Seahawks. But yeah, I mean, not having those guys on Panthers. the field, or Panthers rather. Why do I? I'm mixing up my teams like crazy. Um, do you, do you
1: do you need uh, me to take you to uh, NFL divisions one on one again? Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm I, so. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it it is a loss for them, but uh, hmm,
1: hmm. Eh. I I think they They should be able to handily take the Panthers without issue.
0: Yeah. And and it'll be nice to have those guys healthy moving into the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, And also speaking of the Steelers, because we were just talking about Antonio Brown, his previous team, um, they placed wide receiver Deontay Johnson and center Kendrick Green on the COVID reserve list ahead of the finale versus the Ravens. Um, you're excited about that, right?
1: Yes and no, because I'm kind of on the range of wanting the Ravens to lose this week.
0: Yeah, I I, I understand why you don't want them to go into the playoffs and get blown out and get their asses kicked. It's it's it's, it's it's no there's no point going. Like, we got
1: 30 guys in IRs. There's no point, and we have a situation where be, because three games of your schedule is dictated by the way you finish. Yep. If if the Browns were to win, the Ravens were to lose, the Ravens would be fourth in the division, which I hate that. But we're hurt. A, it, the writings on the wall. There, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have a bit. We we were eight and four before the injury, before Lamar went down, and, and that was with twenty some other injuries already. Yeah, it's already been proven that 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 Harbaugh has one of the best next man up groups in football. I agree with that, but at a certain point, like that, that that tapers off hard when you when you start getting in the in the in the in o- past two dozen injuries.
0: Yeah, you you start nearing that thirty with the injuries, and and yeah, you're you're gonna have a. I I, I can I can
1: safely say, and in, in sure, could there be a little bit of, of biases? Sure, but I think hardball is on the very short list of people that could have pulled off what they ha- what they pulled off up to the point of Lamar's injury. Yep, with the amount of injuries that this team had. I agree, and the also, Lamar
0: injury was it was it was just that cherry on top of the whole thing. Yep. And speaking of Lamar, he is out this weekend versus the Steelers. He has been ruled out with his ankle injury, and I'm good with that. Like get get, get it, get, be ready for next season. Yep. And another hit to that team as well. Linebacker Adafe Oway has been listed as doubtful with a foot injury as well. So that's get kinda, healthy. I'm good with that too. Yep. Yeah. He's he's going to be a stud for you guys. Um, moving forward, um, teams that are actually in the playoffs, uh, you know, for, for that division, the Bengals, they go and place, defensive tackle, Larry Ogan Joby on the, uh, code reserve list. And, um, the Bengals go ahead and also sign kicker Elliot Fry to the practice squad. Kind of an interesting situation considering they have, uh, was it McPherson over there? That young kid, um, who's actually had a hell of a good season that, as a rookie. Uh, you know, Joby, I mean, I don't think it really hurts the Bengals because they've secured the division and they've secured everything else. They also have Joe Burrow out for rest purposes after they clinched. So, I mean, not not a bad idea letting guys rest up and, and just prepare for the playoffs. I think they realize that they're not going to wind up in that number one seed, right?
1: Yeah, they, they need two unlikely scenarios to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they need they need to have several things go on for that to occur. So, yeah, the, the Bengals' resting players, Joe Burrow won't be in this week. You know, you'll probably I, – I don't even know who their backup is right now. Is it Ryan Finley?
1: Oh, Not God, sure. is it
0: Finley? It might be. <laughs> well, you better <laughs> hope Joe Burrow's healthy. Yep, and also Joe Mixon. He, he tested positive for COVID, so he'll be out this week versus and the Browns. Better have it happen now than next week. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have that go on in the playoffs. I think he was uh, a, a vaccinated guy, so he'll have an opportunity. Oh, Brandon Allen,
1: one of the Allen brothers who's not actually an Allen brother, but just has the last name.
0: Wow. Brandon Allen. Jeez. Not good. Um, and also in that game, the Browns, they went and placed uh, running back Dearness Johnson on the COVID reserve list. You know, I, I just want to point out, like, I like Dearness Johnson a lot, but I don't understand the amount that they've been playing him over Nick Chubb it just doesn't they have him playing in the hunt role he's been playing more than Chubb though it just doesn't make sense it's senseless um and then they also quarterback Baker Mayfield is set to undergo shoulder surgery this week he will not play Sunday versus the Bengals so you're gonna see Case Keenum um yeah I yeah okay you know, like Baker has—he's had a rough go this year. I know that shoulder injury has been rough. Um, their season's already over, as it is. This is a meaningless game. I think this is smart having him get the shoulder surgery early so that he'll be ready to play. Come, you know. Uh, wait, you,
1: you mean you shouldn't—you shouldn't wait until the draft to get a surgery and miss the whole season, Michael Thomas?
0: Yeah, I know, right? And that shows you what a diva that fucking idiot is. I can't stand Michael Thomas. Um, one team that will be starting all kinds of starters, and I'm going to bitch about this for a second. Um, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, they're going to be giving their starters and first stringers the start against the bears on Sunday in a meaningless game. Um, look, I think Mike Zimmer is gone after this year and I think he knows it. I think he just wants to go out with a win. Um, rumors are swirling about Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman's future in Minnesota. Um, you know, Zimmer says it's, it's quote unquote, not for me to judge. Um, but you know, he's, he said in his one, uh, what I think is his final interview with Paul Allen saying he can stand proud knowing what he accomplished over in Minnesota. And, you know, look, Mike Zimmer, I, am I, I, like Mike Zimmer as a, a person, as a, as a human being, as a father, a grandfather, and, and really for the first part of his tenure as a coach, I really like Mike Zimmer, but I think these last two years have been a disaster. Um, Dalvin Cook said, uh, you know, I'm going to go to war with Mike Zimmer anytime, and I don't know what the future holds, but I love this coaching staff that the Vikings have. You know, I think Mike Zimmer's gone after this year. I think it's really, really dumb to to put your starters in in a meaningless game when you could be losing that game. And... Just say fuck it. Put your backups in. See what you got in Kellen Mond. See what's going on. And then maybe go. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we don't know what we've gotten in, in Kellen Mond, but we're going to find out. And if he plays like shit, oh well, maybe we'll draft a quarterback. Or oh, if he plays shit, okay, well maybe we'll develop him and you know maybe start him next year. And we'll trade Kirk and we'll we'll get another first rounder and see what we can do. No, no, no. We're just going to start our starters. And we're going to take all of these starters that we have as as potential draft. You know, or, or trade bait here, guys that we can get something for, and we're going to risk all of them getting hurt.
1: It's like, well, Mike. And even even more than that, though, I, mean, I know it's technically meaningless, but if you go and start all your starters and say say you go and lose to the Bears with Justin Fields.
0: Right. Well, Justin Fields is out this week.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or even Let's say you go to lose the Bears with all your starters and they had full, at full strength. Like, you're risking a, a pretty rough moral shot going in, going into the next season. We're off the rip. I agree. It's a pointless game. Don't risk the moral shot of a team. that's already just dis- team that's already disappointed in what, what the season has been. Give the second team a shot and see if you can find some diamonds, diamonds in the rough going into the next season.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. I, I think the Vikings, they have, <clears throat> they have some work to do with the cap. They're 8 million over the cap with only 44 guys signed. Um, they, they need to find, they need to sign at least eight starters. So, you know, the best way to, to make that cap space to sign eight starters and get eight starters is to trade Kirk cousins. It's the most sensible option and then start Kellen Mond and see what you got. Um, but it, it, it's a mess. And, and Zimmer he, like I said before, he hates young players. Uh, Kellen Mond should be getting the start. There's no reason why you shouldn't be starting Kellen Mond. And so help me if Kirk cousins goes down with a serious injury In this game, you know, I know Kirk isn't isn't normally a guy that gets hurt a whole lot, but if he goes down with a serious injury in this game, you'll have just costed the Vikings a huge opportunity to walk away with a a large amount of draft capital moving into next year Um, because, you know, Mike Zimmer wants to light as many fires up um, before he leaves. So there's that. But one guy that the Vikings won't have in um, Michael Pierce. Was uh, ruled out for Sunday versus the Bears with a non-COVID related illness. This guy has been a disaster since he's been signed from Baltimore. Um, I, I really just—he's been a mess. Uh, he he missed all last season with he pulled out due to COVID. This year he's missed a handful of games. Um, this is another one where he misses. I mean, really, to me, the Vikings need to to probably use him as trade bait. They got one. Well, I think they have got two more years left on his deal because the COVID year didn't count. Um. So Mike Pierce, in my opinion, I mean he would be good trade bait, and they would save eight point five million on the yeah, cap because
1: the, the games he's played, he's had a good, he's played well.
0: It's not that he hasn't played well; it's just the fact that he's never on the field. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean the guy's always hurt in some way or sick in this in this situation. Um, save the eight point five on the cap and move on. And a guy that I think that they should go after is somebody who's set to be a free agent from the Bears after this season. Defensive tackle Hakeem Hicks is ruled out for Sunday. Uh, versus the Vikings with an ankle injury he is one of the best run stopping defensive tackles in all of football if there was anybody I'd be looking at it would be Akeem Hicks wouldn't it
1: yeah Hicks has been good this year he's been a, he's been a, a shining light on that team that maybe going to target
0: yeah I I think he's he's probably the the most one of the one of the most coveted defensive tackles in all of uh, in all the free agency market that and and he's going to be a free agent after this year. I don't think the Chicago Bears are going to retain him. I don't think they can retain him. So I think he's going to hit the free agent market. But I do think the Bears have the right idea. Oh, Akeem Hicks, he's got a little bit of a sore ankle. Yeah, yeah, he Hicks. Why don't you sit out this week? And and if they do pick up like a a franchise tag on him just to trade him, it wouldn't surprise me. It would be smart. And I think there would be teams chomping at the pit to get them. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, I'm with you there. So, um, also in that division, the Packers. Um, So, (laughs) we've had some funny things happen over the course of the last few weeks. The not-so-funny stuff, cornerback Jair Alexander, he's been ruled out for Sunday's game versus the Lions with a shoulder injury. So, they'll be without Jair. But I think it's smart. They're going to be able to rest him for the next couple of weeks. Um they also placed offensive tackle Billy Turner on the COVID reserve list along with darn and then but then they did activate a few guys Darnell Savage, uh, Kinsley Kiki, um offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, wide receiver Amari Rodgers all got activated from the COVID reserve list. So they do get those guys back. But the stuff that that um, I think is more funny in Packerland is the stuff again with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so Packers QB Aaron Rodgers, he said that the there's an NFL award voter for MVP, Hub a Crush, and, and um, he said he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers based on his um, uh, his COVID situation, his off-the-field stuff that went on. He doesn't feel he's an MVP candidate because of that stuff and whatever else. And <laughs> Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, Hubba Crush is a bum because he wouldn't vote for him because of his off field issues, and it's not a football award anymore because of idiots like him. So <laughs> Aaron's right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He is right. I mean,
1: it's not, it's not gotten crazy where it's not a football award anymore, but um, the comments of that voter, of that dude, is, is grossly inappropriate.
0: Yeah, I think it's inappropriate based on the award, based solely on what that award is supposed to be for. It's supposed to be for football, it's not supposed to be on your personal opinion, and it makes him look like an idiot. I could see I, him being on his way out of being in that role. Yeah, I could, too. I, I think he just costed himself a job in that situation. But it shows. And that guy, even though he's an award voter, he is a, a, um, a press guy. Um, so he, he's an associated press guy. So, I mean.
1: Of course he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, th- these are the types of things where it's just like these jackasses this is this is why I believe that the Associated Press has no business doing the rankings in college football, and these are the reasons why I think the Associated Press has no business being a part of MVP which, voting and whatnot. Which thankfully, college football has gotten away
1: from it to where like they they can still do their their rankings, but they're meaningless now because you, you have the you have the committee now. So I'm th- thankfully, but the a- a- Associated Press still feels inclined to put out rankings that are pointless. For, right. Who knows why? Because they, I mean. I, but it's, it's, it's amazing. And this guy is just a epitome of like, are you serious, dude?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's an idiot. Um, but yeah. one thing that, one thing that did come out about Aaron Rodgers recently, he said, the grass is greener where you water it. And he seems to have uh, mended fences with general manager, Brian Gut- Gutekunst over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, do you think Aaron Rodgers remains a Packer after this year? No, no. You still think he's gone? Even with Super Bowl when he's gone. Wow, ballsy, 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 ballsy. There's too so, much root. Ru- there's
1: too much ruined. Yeah, the gra- the grass may the, the grass may be watered, but 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 the bones are still ruined.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may be right in that situation. The roots are damaged, so we're we're gonna see uh, what goes on with with Aaron Rodgers, um, in over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, with that, I, I mean. You know, it's it's a mess. Right now, they're sitting in the number one seed. They got some teams nipping at their heels. We'll see if he can uh, maintain that. Uh, speaking of playoff teams, the Eagles, running back Miles Sanders. He was ruled out this Sunday with a foot injury versus the Cowboys. Um, kind of a tough uh, go for that. I mean, you, you don't want to be losing Miles Sanders right now leading into the playoffs, but it is a good idea to rest him, right? It is. Yeah. And they also placed uh, center Jason Kelsey, defensive lineman Fletcher Cox, tight end Dallas Goddard, and 12 other players on the COVID reserve list ahead of Sunday's matchup versus the Cowboys. So the Eagles are going to be down some uh, big pieces this weekend. Um, they clinched their playoff spot, so I don't think it really matters. But if you're the Eagles, I mean, wouldn't you like to be in that sixth seed and kind of have an easier game? You
1: would, but again, um, unless the Niners lose, and it's out of their control.
0: Right. And uh, speaking of the Cowboys, the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says the Cowboys intend to play their starters in week 18 versus the Eagles, saying we, quote unquote, play to win. I think this is kind of a silly idea. Um, I, I think that that they're they're setting themselves up for a disaster here.
1: Well, they can uh, still move, though, can they not?
0: Yeah, they, they can. But the likelihood of them winding up in that one seed, I, I think they're they're out of Whoa, content- no. one seed. Everyone is. Green Bay's clinched dead. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, I mean, does it matter at that point? So you're 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 calling going
1: from like four to two being whatever.
0: Yeah, it's kind of whatever, right?
1: I I mean. I mean, it is, but I mean, it, I guess it depends if if you ha- if you're trying to get a to a. I think the NFC it kind of matters. You want to not play Arizona, and right now they would be playing Arizona, so I get it.
0: Even though they played Arizona
1: tight. Yes. You still don't. If you can pick, you want to play Arizona or, or Sanford or Philly, you're not going to pick Arizona of those three. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I think the fourth slot is where you want to get a- away from because the fourth slot is guaranteed to play Rams or
0: Cardinals. Yeah. So I yeah. get it. I, I understand it. I, I just – I don't think that – I think the Cowboys can compete with any of those teams, and I think they can beat any of those teams right now. And, and I think it showed this week against Arizona, I think – if they were to have a rematch with Arizona, I do think the Cowboys beat the crap out of the Cardinals. I really do. Maybe it's just me.
1: And that very well could be.
0: Yep. But uh, Cowboys also did play uh, linebacker Micah Parsons, uh, left tackle Tyron Smith, cornerback Anthony Brown. All three of them were placed on the COVID reserve list. Um, And then certain guys were ruled out as well. The running back Tony Pollard, he was ruled out with a foot injury. Uh, corner Trayvon Diggs, he was ruled out with an illness. As was J. Ron Kurse, uh versus the Eagles, so none of those guys will be in this week for the Cowboys. And wide receiver Michael Gallup, he's out for the rest of the season with a uh, torn ACL. He had a beautiful touchdown catch on Sunday, but tore his ACL, so he'll be out for the rest of the season as well. Um, so we we won't see any of those guys uh, this upcoming week. But it, I mean, the Cowboys are are in that the thick of the playoff run here, the playoff race. So it's going to make for uh, an interesting situation. Do you think they, they still beat the Eagles with all those guys out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I'm thinking. I think the Eagles are are going to be sort of in a, a bad way um, moving into the playoffs. I think they're going to wind up getting stomped out in the first round. Um, if they do make it to the divisional round, then, then it's going to be game over. Uh, speaking of more playoff teams, the Cardinals for this week, they ruled out running back Chase Edmonds with a rib and a toe injury. Wide receiver Rondale Moore is ruled out with an ankle injury. And defensive end Jordan Phillips was ruled out with a knee injury for Sunday's finale versus the Patriots. Um, big game. I mean, both these teams, The it's going to be a fun game. I think that's going to be a really, really good game because both those teams uh, have – even though they both clinched their playoff spots, they both want to want to win. They both want to stay in at the two seed and the one seed. And there's still thing, or the two seed and the Patriots want to want to clinch the division. So I mean, there's implications there as far as the playoffs go. And I think those are two high caliber offenses and and two really good defenses, really that are going to have a really fun battle in this game. Don't you? Yeah, that's going to be a
1: fun game to watch. Even if it doesn't have a lot of of major implications, it's going to be a fun game to
0: watch. Yeah, and the Cardinals also, they activated um, linebacker Marcus Golden, offensive tackle DJ Humphreys, and linebacker Devon Devin Kennard from the COVID reserve list. They also did sign cornerback Bashad Breeland to the pa- practice squad, so he is on board with them. Um, I, we knew they were courting him for a minute there. But a big one for the Cardinals, and I just want to throw this out there. Defensive end J.J. Watt was designated to return from IR. He's plotting a playoff return for round one of the playoffs. We could see J.J. Watt in the playoffs. How big of a coup is that for the Cardinals? It helps a bit, but not not the same way that J.J.
1: Watt's name used to be. I I mentioned this a bit last week, too. J.J. Watt's still a very good player, but not like he once was. Not like he once was, but I
0: still really think he's a high-end
1: defensive end, don't you? Yeah, he is. He is. and It's going to be a big help for, for this team, especially when they've kind of been struggling on offense, per se. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really think that, that it's going to be a, a really nice you know, piece for them to have uh, moving into this, this playoff race here. going to be exciting. Um, Also on the NFC side of the playoffs here in that division, in that same division, the Niners, they placed defensive backs uh, Dante Johnson and Jimmy Ward on the COVID reserve list, so they'll be without both those guys this upcoming week. And Jimmy Garoppolo is officially listed as questionable versus the Rams. Uh, Shanahan refuses to disclose the starting quarterback, whether it's going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, but the Niners, I mean... I, do you think they're taking a big risk putting Trey Lance out there in this high uh, high stakes of a situation? No. Yeah, I mean I know you love Trey, Trey,
1: Lance. Trey Lance gives him gives him a better opportunity to go deep in the playoffs. Really? Well, maybe not this year cuz Trey Lance hasn't had the exposure, but I think in the long run Trey Lance is going to be better than Jimmy. Jimmy's I, I, still just a
0: game managing player to me. Game managing kind of a stop back uh, they call him a stopgap quarterback, and I think is, is what he's going to wind up being after this season, don't you? Yeah. And I, I, just, I just feel like Trey Lance offers him more opportunity to make plays. Yeah. And, and you know, a, a one big thing, and I, I've been mentioning it, as far as Trey Lance goes, he is like one of the big problem for him is his accuracy, his passing accuracy. If he can figure that out, I'm feeling Trey Lance. But Absolutely. he's, he's got to be more accurate throwing the football. Um, on the uh, Colts side of things, over with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, they went and waived linebacker Malik Jefferson. Kind of a surprising move heading into the playoffs. They also placed safety Anderson Dale on the COVID reserve list. So the Colts will be down a, I mean, a, a key safety. But not only that, they they have uh, corner Xavier Rhodes has been ruled out for Sunday's game versus the Jags with a hamstring injury. I get it's the Jags. But you don't want the Jags to, to um, you know, play spoiler here, right? I, I, I feel like losing those guys, I think that the, the Colts will probably still win this game. But I do feel like the, uh, the, the it's, it's going to be a, a tougher matchup here without those guys on the field. It might open some things up for old Trevor Lawrence, maybe?
1: It could, but I, I can't see it. I, there's no way, even if they could win the game, they're not going to win the game, right? How <laughs> about that draft pick?
0: Yeah, yeah, they really want that draft pick. If they for some that- reason
1: they get a hot start, don't be surprised and be looking out for an
0: accidental fumble. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> here you go, here you go, Colts. <laughs> You're just waiting for it.
1: You know, at some point in that game, they get ahead. Um, for, hopefully, everyone gets the reference, but at some point, it's going to be Brucey time to shine.
0: No, you think so? Huh? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, it's terrible. Um, and also talking about the Jags. So the Jags, they've, uh, made, they've been interviewing candidates, man. They have interviewed Jim Caldwell to fill their potential head coaching vacancy. They interviewed him on Tuesday. Uh, they interviewed Kellen Moore for the head coaching position on Friday. And now they're set to interview Bill O'Brien for the head coaching vacancy. Uh, Bill O'Brien right now is the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide um, in college. So, I, look, I like Bill O'Brien. I'm going to start by saying that. Going through all three of these candidates, I do like Bill O'Brien. I do. I think, I think the Texans made a mistake giving him too much power and putting him in that GM role. But um, Bill O'Brien was a good head coach. Very good head coach. Um, I I think that that he would be actually a very good fit for this team, don't you? I definitely agree. I, he's had a very good career
1: at Houston, and he just should never been the GM.
0: Yeah, I think I think making him the GM. I mean, that was kind of like like what the Patriots did with Belichick, and Belichick has had to take a step back since then. But but I, I think he wound up in a similar role yeah. and didn't work. Belichick
1: well. also was a bad
0: GM. He was a bad GM. I mean, dude, you just got to find. I, I think they have to separate the two. I don't think you should have a head coach a, as a GM. Are we agree in agreement on that?
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um, they also interviewed Jim Caldwell to fill the the head coaching vacancy. This is another guy I think would be a really good fit. Um, personally, I think O'Brien's the better fit. Uh, to be honest, yeah, with. I agree. Uh, and and then Kellen Moore. I honestly I know and I know we have a differing opinion on this. I really think Kellen Moore would be better for a, a veteran quarterback, a guy that's been around for a hot minute. Um, and and I, I think, you know, seeing how he works with with, for example, Dak Prescott, even though Dak Prescott is on the younger side, Dak Prescott's been in this league for several years now. I really think that that he needs a veteran guy to be around. And because
1: and- where I'm at, he's so now he's had a couple years with Dak, a couple years with Stafford. I think he's already done the veteran guy stuff. I think he's got enough. He can do the young guy.
0: And the reason I say the veteran guy is, is there's a lot of situations where like he'll sit, he actually sits down with a veteran guy and the veteran guy goes, no, I don't like that play. Take it out. No, I don't like that play. Take it out. And, and, you know, like, oh I like this one though. Here, let's do this and, and let's do this. And they, they really kind of put their heads together. And I don't think a young guy is, is going to be able to put his head together with Kellen Mond to, to change that scenario. I, I really don't, I, you know, to, to create those different scenarios. I think he's he's better off with a veteran guy to kind of ping pong his ideas off of. If you stuck Kellen Moore with with say, a, 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 dare I say it, a Kirk Cousins, I think you might be having a different conversation, you know, about Kirk Cousins currently. And and I, I'm with you in that, but I
1: feel like at a certain point though you got to accept that Kellen um, Moore's gotten the experience with the veterans to be able to use his own head for the job, and I think he's at that point.
0: Yeah, and it, it might very well be. We're gonna see. You know, in the upcoming uh, season here if he does wind up in a head coaching position. Um, but he is one of the hot commodities that are, that's out there. He's probably one of the top seven or eight coaches um, that are being looked at currently as far as uh, head coaching candidates. Yeah. So we have that. And speaking of head coaching candidates, the Broncos coach Vic Fangio's future is officially up in the air entering Saturday's finale versus the Chiefs. It was reported by Ian Rappaport. Do you think he still winds up as the Broncos head coach after this season?
1: I think he should, but it's starting to look like he's not.
0: Yeah, it's starting to look like we may see Vic Fangio go out the door. I feel like they should be giving him one more year, especially if they go to get a different quarterback. But uh yeah, I, I mean he I, I I would give him one more year if it was me. But you know, we could see Vic Fangio going out the door, and it's and we're gonna we're gonna be seeing Kind of a rough game this upcoming week, I think, because uh, against the Chiefs, they've got quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. He's remaining out with the concussion after missing the two games. He's likely to miss Sunday, uh, and and um, but they they have had people coming up to him asking him if he's going to retire after having a concussion and missing several games. Concussions are nothing to play with. Teddy Bridgewater has had a litany of injuries throughout his career. I mean is it time for this guy to hang it up? I mean, he said he's not planning to retire or anything like that, but I mean, is it time for him to hang it up?
1: No, I, I don't think it is. Um, well, well, statistically, he's he, it may, it, there may be some issues. He's proven to be a winner. The last two seasons. Yeah. He, he's won. He's won football
0: games. So like I, mean, I, I,
1: and I, I know winning games is only one stat line, but he's proven it to, to, um, kind of rally a team. And, and that's, with the fact last year that he was missing the team's key cog for most of that.
0: Right. And they, and they I did, they wind up, I think they wound up around 500, didn't they?
1: Yeah. But, but that was also significantly higher than that. What was expected
0: for that team to do last season. Yeah, I agree with that. So, and also in Bronco land corner, Patrick Sertain, corner, Ronald Darby, both ruled out Sertain with a calf injury, Darby with a shoulder injury. So they will not be in that game versus the chiefs. Um, so those are, our Kind of big losses for them moving into that game uh, where they could be playing spoiler for Chiefs, uh, you know, number one seed. Um, Chiefs running back Clyde edwards helaire does have a chance to play Sunday versus the Broncos. He does have swelling around his injured collarbone, but uh, no structural damage. And actually, you know what? I'm, I'm actually looking at the NFL website right now, and he's actually just been ruled out. So he's actually going to be out for Sunday versus the Broncos. Um, probably a smart move then. I think they're probably holding him out just to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. And, um, in that game also, Drew Locke, he says he's focused on the game against the chiefs. He's not focused on it on the future. Do you think Drew Locke winds up landing anywhere? Do you think he winds up as a starter when he lands? Do you think, I mean, I could see a team like the Vikings taking him as a stop quarterback when they try to groom their next guy, don't you? No. You don't think
1: so? Drew Locke, wherever he goes, will not be ruled as a week one starter ever again.
0: Ever again?
1: Ever. He'll wow. be a starter when the team's main quarterback and possibly even second string goes down.
0: You think he's going to be a third stringer? He Could be. He's a low-end backup. <laughs> you hate Drew Lock so you just, much. You just you just really want him to turn turn it around. I do. I really want Drew Lock to turn it around. Um, you know, we we had no idea what Drew Lock was going to be when you know for for that period of time when he was on the bench. We you and I were both wondering why don't you start the kid and and you know <clears throat> we got to see you know what that he, okay that's why they're not starting the kid you know but <laughs> at the same time you know we'll. I, I do think that that at some point he you know he could turn it around. Maybe he's in the wrong system. We'll see. But Drew Locke, yeah, he's, he's starting this week, but he does not have the fifth-year option with the Broncos because he was a second-round guy. So we're going to see what comes of of the Drew Locke situation, if they're going to let him walk, or if they're going to hold on to him as a backup or what. But he's been, to, be, to his credit, I will say this, he's been very supportive of Teddy Bridgewater, and he's been very supportive of, of his team, a very positive guy. So what what, what else he
1: gonna do? He wants to make sure he can try to get another team.
0: (laughs) He's a he's been he's been good. So he's been he's been a good boy on the sidelines. You know, he's he's been keeping the bench warm and filling the Gatorade Cups and and doing everything he needs to be doing. So he's
1: doing his he's doing his best, Josh Rosen.
0: (laughs) Oh God. And um Jesus Christ! Uh, the Titans. Speaking of the Chiefs and their their number one seed, the Titans running back Derrick Henry designated a return from IR after undergoing foot surgery ten weeks ago. Are the Titans the most dangerous team in the AFC playoffs?
1: In the playoffs, yes, but it won't be this week as Henry won't be playing or
0: activated. Right. He won't. He won't be playing. He's not going to be activated. But it, you know, he's he's been designated to return. So I think he's ready. He's going to be ready for Week One of the playoffs. Yes. I think he's going to be he's going to be ready, and if they have the bye, he'll be ready for the divisional round. It it could work out really nicely for the Titans if they are allow him to sit and then get a full week of practice and get right back on the uh, on the horse. There, you could see Derrick Henry in the next couple of weeks, right? It gets scary. Yeah, they they become very very dangerous. Uh, the Dolphins QB two Atungaveloa. He said he's not worried about the trade talks, but if it comes up, it comes up after the Dolphins. Missed the playoffs for the third straight season. What do you make of that, Tyler? I mean, do you think Tua gets dumped this season? He shouldn't. I, I don't think,
1: think he should. I think the back half of the season, he's coming out looking like the starting quarterback of this team. Like It's not been as red hot as, say, Jalen Hurts, but he's proven that he's getting better.
0: Right. Right. I, and I, I, think, I think there's been a degree of development out of Tua that has been very surprising. Um, trade talks have been, you know, th- that's a conversation that's been going on since earlier this season with the Deshaun Watson stuff and all that. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think he should get traded. I really do think that Tua should be the quarterback with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, i I believe that. Um, next up, we've got the Rams running back. Cam Akers is expected by head coach, Sean McVay to play versus the 49ers in some form or fashion this week. Wow. Yeah, I, I think this is a bad move. I think they're rushing him into things. I really think they should be saving him for week one of the playoffs, don't you? I 100% agree because Akers is going to be something great for
1: this team, but, but rushing them back could be detrimental.
0: Yeah, it could be a disaster. I think, I think Akers opens things up. It's great to have him back on the field. I loved Cam Akers at the back half of last season, but man, who knows what's going to happen with, with uh, that whole situation, with them getting him back on the field. I just I think this is kind of silly. You're not taking the number one seed. Sit his ass down, let him sit one more week, and let him get a couple more weeks of practice. So, kind of a weird thing. I mean, if, if they keep him out of pitch count, that would probably be their best bet, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, the Panthers, they go and place corner, Stefan Gilmore, wide receiver, shy Smith on the COVID reserve list. I know that they're playing a meaningless game against the bucks this week. Uh, you know, I, I I think Stefan Gilmore is a, a good corner and I think he really signed on with the wrong team. I think Steph Gilmore needs to, needs to go elsewhere where they're really gonna, gonna show him some love, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I, and I, and I know that doesn't have anything to do with his COVID designation, but I, I just want to point out, like, I just don't think he's in the right place. Just seeing his name with the Panthers makes me go, eh, and he's playing really good ball. That's the thing. He's still balling out over there, but uh, I don't know if I like that. Um Speaking of signings, Washington left tackle, Charles, uh, um, Charles Leno, Leto, that's his last name. Leto agrees to a. Three year $37.5 million extension, 12.5 per year. Um, I like this signing. I think it's great. Leto's been a very good uh player for them, a very key piece to that offensive line. I like this this signing, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah, I, I think it's smart. They're gonna wind up getting their QB in the future. I think we realized it's not gonna be Taylor Heineke as, as much as that magic carpet ride, you know, <laughs> you know, was, was fun. Uh, I think we all realize that Heineke's not going to be the guy here, right? Oh, you finally caught up? Oh, you're a funny I've, guy. I've, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, they did rule out some some uh, players. They ruled out wide receiver Curtis Samuel with a hamstring injury, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones with a concussion, and defensive end Montez Sweat with a non-injury-related personal matter, matter. so they won't be playing versus the Giants this weekend. In the uh, in another meaningless game, um, these guys have already all been eliminated from the playoffs. And the Giants quarterback Mike Glennon got ruled out for Sunday's finale. That means that Jake Fromm will be probably, probably getting the start there. Are you excited to see Jake Fromm once again, Tyler?
1: Please get rid of that bad taste in my mouth. I, I want you to be good.
0: <laughs> I really want him to be good. <laughs> I'm with you. I feel it. Um, and also, speaking of the Washington football team... They're set to unveil their new name and logo on February 2nd. There is a potential leak out there that says that the team name could be the Washington Admirals. The Washington Admirals will be the, will be the, the team name. Uh, and it's based on the fact that when you put in WashingtonAdmirals.com, it leads you to the Washington football team website. So, but there's,
1: there's another leak that, show, that shows um, uh, an official document of the size that says Washington Commanders. You could see the Washington Commanders. That could so, be a thing. So we have multiple <laughs> leagues. Like, what's what's real here?
0: Yeah, I, I re- honestly, I think the Admirals has a a very, um, a very nice, nice Admirals team. wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't be bad. Commanders, no, I, I could see the Commanders, but yeah, I like the Admirals better. I
1: mean, part of me kind of feels like they should change the color scheme too, but it's becoming clear that they're not.
0: No, they're not. They're going to be sticking with that. Red I would have gold. liked a,
1: com- a complete rebranding, and yeah. not because you're trying to get away from it; it would just it would, it would make it feel fresh.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But because
1: I, but the only way I, I would have stuck with the color scheme, like I, I wasn't against the Red Wolves. I know people were laughing at them, one, but to me, that was didn't sound terrible.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't against the Red Red Wolves, but I guess it was because of a um, a, a copyright situation that they ah. they pulled those, those options out. So that's what we're dealing with there. And last but not least, our last piece of news, the NFL has officially announced that teams will be subject to heavy penalties for asking questions of potential draft candidates in interviews. Um, Punishments that can include draft picks as, as as high as the first round. So we're talking about teams losing first round draft picks for draft picks for asking inappropriate questions. We've had several reports come out that say that, that, NFL scouts and coaches have sat in a room with these different players and asked them horrible questions about their sexuality, about um you know, one of them would question whether one of and on multiple occasions this has been reported that they they asked whether their mom was a prostitute. Um you know, like, you know, or, or Terry Funk would say your mom's a whore. But uh, yeah, I, I don't understand these, these, this type of questioning. I guess I don't, I don't understand it. It just seems silly. Um, they're also going to be doing away with the Wonderlick test, which is, is probably a good idea because that test is fucking stupid. Um, it, 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 it's good to see the NFL is taking the strides with these new draft candidates to actually make things professional and make things reasonable. Am I right? You are, but I feel like nothing's going to change. All
1: it's going to turn into is is the teams and scouts just paying the media to ask the questions for them.
0: Yeah, that could be a thing, too. Well, you think the media is going to come up to those players and be like, is your mom a whore? Yes. <laughs> really, you think that's going to happen? I hope not, but. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine how that would go over with the reporter coming up It's was like, so uh, I heard your mom's a prostitute. Is that true? Like, what the
1: fuck? Poor twenty-year-old kids going. Uh, 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 I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's on camera. Uh, What? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. So that's what's going on there. So we could see some teams for some fucked-up stuff losing some draft picks, and I just I see it coming. Um, now, Tyler, that's our news. Uh, before we but jump, we have in, some
1: breaking news.
0: We have breaking news. We have breaking news. We have breaking news.
1: All right, different. so even though we all kind of expected him to get fired, even though there's some speculation that he was not, um, Dave Gettleman is talking about retiring after this week's game. Really? That is the latest speculation. Come from a source close to Gettleman.
0: Wow. Um, I don't think it would be a bad thing for the Giants.
1: No, it wouldn't because Gettleman needs to go. We've been, we've been talking about that all season.
0: Yeah, we, we've, been, we've been talking about that for a while. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically what needs to happen for the Giants, I think. That, that's what I think. I, I, Dave Gettleman's a fucking disaster. Um, yeah, I, well, that's good news. Good for the Giants. Hooray! Also, also
1: the Broncos have now um, have a new leaked, um, expected to be their top person they're looking at to be the next head coach. Really? And has these teams learned nothing? Oh, no. Dan Quinn. Oh, expected no. To, is, is, is looked as the top candidate for the Broncos' next head coach.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Oh, granted, he did a good job with, with the Cowboys. when <laughs> We knew both expected him not because of how bad the Falcons were. So he's proven to be a good coordinator, but he has no business being a head coach.
0: I agree. That that uh what a mess. What a mess that is. Unreal. And I lastly,
1: um we didn't talk about the news but um the fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars have orchestrated a clown game.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: And the- because of this the the scare of the potential embarrassment of it the Jacksonville Jaguars' top sponsor is looking to pull out from being involved with the Jacksonville Jaguars' name if this were to occur. And is currently suing the Jacksonville Jaguars for a permanent and – or a temporary and potential permanent removal.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> well, you know the Jags are, are – I mean – the Jags are pissed, or the Jags fans are pissed, and they have right to be pissed. Absolutely pissed. I mean, they have been the laughing stock of the league this year with this Urban Meyer shit. I mean, it's been a nightmare. The Jacksonville Jaguars, like like <clears throat> they're the laughing stock that the Browns were a few every every year. You know the old saying from from uh, the the movie Draft Day is like every year somebody comes out of this thing looking like a donkey, and this year. I mean, there have been years where it's been the Lions. There's been years where it's been the Jets. There's been years where it's been the Browns. This year's donkey is the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Yes. I mean, really? That's, that's And awful. Now the
1: fans might, I hope they do it. Just, like, come to the game, dressed as clowns.
0: And, and you don't want to see, like, I like Shad Khan a lot. And, and but man, I, I just, it, it blows my mind. I just, th- these fans are pissed off, and, and j- the Jags are going to have an uphill struggle to fix it, and they're going to need to fix it quick. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's that nightmare. Now, Tyler, I've got, I want to go through some of these real quick before we jump into scores, because I had a lot of stuff come off the board as far as my 10 bold predictions from the beginning of the year. And uh, I want to go through them real quick because I did have some stuff that came true and some t- stuff that became a nightmare. We'll start with the stuff that was bad that I missed. on. Uh, so I said at the beginning of the year that Rodgers will be traded from the, uh, uh, before the beginning of the season. And he will, has played his last game as a Packer. If he does play for the Packers, however, the Packers will still not win the NFC North. That was wrong. I have. I said the Minnesota Vikings will win the NFC North and will at least go to the NFC title game. If they go to the Super Bowl, the Vikings will win the Super Bowl. Additionally, Harrison Smith and Brian O'Neill will receive extensions, which I was correct about, which will allow the Vikings to make a big-name free agent signing at either right end or wide receiver three before the season begins. They did not make a signing at wide receiver three, but they did sign Everson Griffin to the right end. So I was right about part of it, but not all of it. It still is a big parlay, and it's wrong. I said that there will be a tie in the NFC West with three teams going to the playoffs, and they'll all be 13 and four the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams, with the only thing separating them between them being the divisional wins or even the points. Um, two of those teams made the, the playoffs. They won't be 13 and four, but they could tie the Cardinals and the Rams, but the Seahawks, obviously, that became a dumpster fire. I said Ryan Tannehill will set career highs in passing attempts, completions, and passing yards in 2021, while Julio Jones overtakes A.J. Brown as the number one receiver in Tennessee. (laughs) That was wrong. I said Jimmy Garoppolo will be benched by the trade deadline, and Trey Lance will emerge as the starting quarterback for the Niners. Jimmy G. will then be placed on the trade block before the deadline. Trey Lance will be considered for the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. That was wrong. I said the Kansas City Chiefs' new offensive line will flounder, and Clyde edwards helaire will have a worse season than last year statistically. The offensive line didn't flounder, but edwards helaire did have a down year. Um, additionally, Patrick Mahomes will be sacked more times than he's been sacked so far and will suffer a late-season injury because of it. That has not come true. Um, okay. I said Ravens corner Jimmy Smith will have a career resurgence in the upcoming season. The Ravens, however, will not retain his services after the season, and he'll promptly retire. I think that Jimmy Smith, he has not had a career resurgence. Um, technically, he's had a down year uh, compared to last year. So that and he is,
1: missed most of the year.
0: Yeah. And uh, I said Justin Jefferson will break the single-season receiving yardage record. That was wrong.
1: Um,
0: so that one was, was uh, rough. But I did get a few things right. And a few of these I'm pretty proud of. I said the Buffalo Bills will regress and have legitimate competition with the New England Patriots. Teams will recognize the lack of a running game and will handle their offense in the same fashion that the Chiefs handled them in the playoffs. They'll win the division, but wind up with the number three or four seed, barely edging out the Patriots. Right now, that is looking like that could be a thing So, um, and and will likely be a thing uh, moving into this week. I said the Cleveland Browns offense will flounder with Odell Beckham returning to the fold, and Odell will become trade date by the deadline. That became a thing. We got released. He got released, but he did become trade. The only reason he he got released was because nobody wanted him. And I did predict Jonathan Taylor would be the rushing champion. So I I did get that one correct. Um, Yes,
1: you did. Kind of a technicality, but yes, you did.
0: Yes, I did, and and I said, now I still have one one more week to, to figure this out, and and really no, this one this one is uh, this one is wrong. But I, I I said the Dallas Cowboys will have the highest scoring offense in the NFC, which is still a possibility. But then I added, additionally, they'll still post a losing record and lose the division division to the Taylor Heineke led Washington football team, who will make the playoffs, <laughs> posting a nine and seven record. That one obviously is wrong so we have those those are my right now
1: dallas is the highest scoring offense
0: right they are the by highest
1: small scoring.
0: margin uh, yeah i know but the the additional part the, that i added to my parlay i got a little overzealous and that's what killed that that bold prediction so those are my 10 bold predictions i wound up with what three out of the 10 correct so yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pull mine up for next week, but um, one I'm going to miss on, but I'm pretty
1: proud of it, is the all four NFC West teams make the playoffs, but the one I didn't think it was going to be the Seattle was going to screw me over.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and really, yeah, San Fran could screw you over here, too. They still could. They could. And it's looking that way, but I
1: was right in the fact that I knew San Fran would be in the, in the fold. But I, I, I'll pull the rest up for, for next week, and we can go through those.
0: Yeah, so... I uh, I got a few of them uh, correct, but yeah, we we wound up. Those were my ten bold predictions. We'll go over yours next week after week eighteen. But yeah, that spoiler alert: I, I
1: was wrong on Sam Donald and Zach Wilson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God! So those are those were my bold predictions. Now, Tyler, we got our last part of the show. We do have our our scores to get into. Um. And uh, I want to I jump into those, um, or our, our schedule rather, our predictions for this week. We are about an hour and a half away. It's, it's currently 2.50 p.m. We're about uh, an hour and 40 minutes away from our first Saturday game. So are you ready, Tyler? Let's do it. All right. This is our predictions for week 18 in the NFL, starting with the Chiefs and the Broncos. I'm going to go ahead and go Chiefs here at
1: 4.30. Yes, I am taking the Chiefs as well.
0: Yeah, I think the Chiefs wind up getting a win here, and it's going to be up to the Titans to win in order to retain that uh, that number one seed. Uh, next up, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think this one's going to be tighter than people expect, but I'm going Dallas here.
1: I'm taking Cowboys too. I think Cowboys are going to put it in the other team's court too. I'm keeping that at two spot.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up uh, for our Sunday our game starting at 1 o'clock, we got the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, you know, Baltimore still favored to win this game. I think Big Ben wants to go out with a hurrah. I'm going Steelers here.
1: Uh, I'm going to take Ravens in this situation. I, I, I think uh, Steelers are still kind of folding a little bit, and I, I think Huntley gonna, is going to get something put together here and, and send Ben on his way with, with a loss in his last game's career.
0: Yeah, I, I think that you, I could see that happening too. Uh, Baltimore is favored in that game. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland's favored to win here, and I frankly I don't know why. I understand the Bengals are going to be starting Brandon Allen and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I, I get Keenum's coming in. I don't know. This is kind of a weird situation, but at the same time, Bengals are sitting a lot of their starters. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I'm, I'm going brownies. I'm taking Browns as well. I
1: think uh, without Burrow in the game, it's that's going to be easy money for the Browns.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think the Bengals really have anything to play for at this current moment in this specific game, do you?
1: No, because there's too much. They, they need Titans and Chiefs to lose.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, next up, you got a Toilet Bowl game. The Washington football team versus the New York football Giants. Um, I'm going Washington here. Uh, I'm
1: also going Washington
0: yeah yeah I, I think taylor heineke is going to take care of old jake Fromm, but i really want jake Fromm to be good um next up we got the bears and the vikings uh, i'm going with the vikings they're set to start their their top guys here which i don't fucking understand in a meaningless game but hey if it is the reason if the reason is that mike zimmer's leaving okay let's let's just get out of this thing with no injuries i'm going vikings
1: vikings here too Yep.
0: yeah next up we've got the Colts versus the Jags Jags trying to play spoiler here I'm going with the Colts though Colt easy yeah uh next up we've got the Packers and the Lions uh there's been a lot of debate about whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to start this game it still hasn't been announced but uh I'm gonna go ahead and say Packers regardless
1: I I'm going Lions really I think um, Green Bay already has their one seed locked in. They're gonna they're gonna bench they're gonna bench Rodgers and Lions are gonna come out and, and do what they did earlier this year and win a game for no reason.
0: Yep, I, I think the Packers right now they're, they're arguing with Rodgers because Rodgers does want to play. So I, I don't I don't know why he wants to play, but he wants to play. So okay. Um, next up, you got the Titans and the Texans. Now remember, the Texans beat the Titans earlier this year, but I'm gonna go ahead and go Titans. I think they're gonna they're gonna come out and, and pound the Texans into the ground and and it.
1: Titans team. here and steal in that number one seed.
0: Yep. Next up you got Buffalo and the Jets. I'm going with the Bills here.
1: Yeah, Bills are gonna take care of business right at the end here and, and secure the division.
0: Yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh next up we have the Saints and the Falcons. You know what? I think the Saints win this game. Um and and I, I honestly think the Saints are going to the playoffs.
1: I'm going Falcons.
0: Ooh, you think they're gonna play spoiler? I do. Oh, ho, 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 ballsy. Hill's uh, not good. He's not yeah. gonna win. Next up, you got the Patriots and the Dolphins. I'm going with the Patriots here.
1: I'm taking Patriots too.
0: Yeah, I, I like the Dolphins. It's you know, but I don't think they're they're gonna be going all out, especially in a meaningless game. So you
1: got Patriots as well.
0: Yeah. Next up, we got Cardinals and Seahawks. I'm going with the Cards here. I'm also taking Cardinals. Yeah, I don't think that's a that that's a tough one. Uh, next, you got the Bucks and the Panthers. I'm going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks just dominate the Panthers. Bucks all day. Yep. Next up, uh, we got we got two of our our games of the week, and they're both on on Sunday. You got Niners and Rams. Um, I'm going Rams here.
1: I'm taking Rams here too.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the best bet. And then last but not least, a game that I truly think is going to be your game of the week. The Chargers and the Raiders, for the right to get into the playoffs, I'm going Chargers.
1: I'm taking Chargers here too.
0: Yep, I want the Chargers to tear them up. And those are your predictions. But I do hope the Jags win and the Chargers and the
1: Raiders purposely tie to force the league's hand in getting rid of the tie.
0: Yeah, that might not be a bad thing. Because if
1: if they go and purposely tie, the league's going to really think about it.
0: Yeah, it could it could kick. So, Chargers and Raiders, um, yeah, that that's going to be an exciting game on Sunday Night Football. I'm I'm fired up for it. I hope everybody else is as fired up for it as I am. And those are your predictions for uh, Week 18, our very first Week 18 in the NFL. <laughs> and uh, yes. Yeah, Tyler, it's been a wild season so far. We're on the brink of playoff time. We're on the brink of wild card weekend. I'm going to be seeing you tomorrow for some of these games. I'm all fired up. I've got my beer ready. And uh, are you stoked? I'm excited to get over with. <laughs> it's been a long season. Yeah, it's, it's been a wild one. It's been rough. It's been rough for both of our teams, really. It, it has been, it's been painful. But hopefully next season will be better. There's, there, we're, or I'm going to be like like the Lions fans have been for the last 25 years. There's always next year. <laughs> but uh, real quick, before we take off, I want to give a shout-out to It's Your Time Massage. One of our sponsors at IYTMassage.com. Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist. I highly recommend her. Tyler, you need to get yourself a massage over at IYT Massage. It's Your Time Massage, LLC, over on Facebook. You can we'll look it up. And also facekicktoapparel.com. Sean Stockmeyer is a wonderful uh, uh, t-shirt, beanie, hoodie. You pick it, he sticks it. He he does custom t-shirts, all the custom clothing you're going to want over at facekicktoapparel.com. I highly recommend him. So, um, Tyler, we've got a hell of a week on the way here. We've got two, two more days of, of regular season football, and then it's playoff time, buddy. I hope uh, I hope you're all fired up for it, man. Uh, playoffs is always exciting times. so I'd be curious to see where it all goes yeah yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up for it and uh, folks thank you so much for listening we're going to see you next week and we're going to be going into, diving into more playoff stuff so we'll see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz join us soon on the Outside Blitz and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz and feel free to email us questions at the blitz at gmail.com